Why did it come through that loud? Yeah, that was that was that was very very. Oh, loud. because it, I don't I didn't plug the computer in, like the sound. Oh, it's like it'd be weird so if you didn't plug the computer in. It out loud. Okay. We kind of need that for the. Can you hear me? For the yeah, we can hear you. So the voice you are currently listening to is the former co-host of You Watch I Listen. Co-host two. Co-host two. No, the real co-host. Let's yeah, let's be fair. More episodes. And, uh, you know, I am making a triumphant return for ah, a, si- triumphant. For, for a sing- no, definitely <laughs> significantly triumphant um, for a singular episode. The grace the presence with three of my greatest friends. Not Manfro, really. I'm just kidding. Oh, So I'll text Sam and tell her to take that invite away. I just got it too. It's, I, I just put you on my fridge, man. I'm so sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Next to the other picture of you, guys hanging on what his the fridge. What you want a, a Cal University of California? Because two great Cal quarterbacks went at it yesterday. That's true. Who? Aaron Rodgers and, and Jared Goff. What, what are you doing? Guy's name? Uh, you Jared had like Goof? a crazy Jared loud Goof? clip Jared when you Goof. laughed. So Did I? Oh, right. or as Bob calls him, Jared Goff sucks island. Jared, Jared, Jared Goof. He fucking Jared, stinks. Jared Goof. No, no, he actually played a good game yesterday. Well, the first half. It's surprising how good he's played with like no supporting. Cast. Well, you know the thing that last two weeks. The thing that came out the, half in the okay. second half when the rain started, it was the, the issue he had his rookie year and coming out of college. Those fucking small hands can't grip when it's fucking raining, which is why California was perfect for him. Yeah. Um, but he got the Russell Wilson fires. The fucking Packers this year through two games are only the fifth team since 2010 to not have a single sack through two games. Yeah, That's not conducive to a. V- uh, uh, well, they're the best in the division. <laughs> it's not saying much. No, the that, division's ass. Yeah, that is ass. So, no, and, uh, and I mean that with all due respect. We'll see when they play San Fran next week. Yeah, I actually Packers. not fully San sold on San Fran either. Oh, I mean, I'm sold on Nick Bosa having. His well, yeah, yeah, Bosa. I hope I'm George Kittle can get me more than five points. That's <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, welcome to you watch I listen. Taylor back in the fold for an episode. Yeah, why not? Uh, we'll start out, go around the room. Michael, how are you? Good. What's going on? You said uh, work isn't great. Yeah, I haven't I haven't worked since last Friday. Now just no jobs right we now. We had like two jobs every week, every day last week, and then this week he's just like he texted me Sunday. I was getting fucking lit. Okay. Like just watching the games and shit. Yeah, and yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, we don't have anything till Friday. A girl canceled that we were supposed to do tomorrow. So I was like, all right. So. So you're only supposed to have a job Monday and Friday. Well, we were supposed to, yeah, but now we don't have anything till Friday unless he texts me, and I told him like I'm. Not doing anything, so you can text me whenever. So you've just been playing Madden and jerking just off. been playing Madden and MLB. Nice, nice. Josh, how are you? I'm uh, good. <laughs> Full disclosure, we did this already, but for <laughs> some reason, Josh fucked up. No, what did I you do? Fuck, Josh, I don't know. Nothing. Just, I looked okay. down and I noticed that it's not Guys, fucking recording. let's anymore. do process of elimination here. Could Manfro have fucked it up? Uh, he would have to try really hard. Okay, could, could you have fucked it up? I have fucked it up in the past. But could you have right now? Right now? I mean, you could have if you reached out and wanted to. I couldn't have from right here. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't feel the need to watch the world burn. Did you sometimes. just touch my ass? <laughs> <laughs> Did I just fart? <laughs> so everything's good. New iPhone. We went over this. Good. New iPhone. Yeah. Because you got vaccinated. Because yeah. he got vaccinated. So yes. Josh I got, got vaccinated in March. Well, so I got it was, well. Here's today. the thing. So Josh got his first jab in March, and then three weeks later got the second jab, Pfizer, right? Yep. But he decided he wanted to be extra safe, and he became the first person in New Jersey to get the booster shot. Hence, he got the iPhone 13. That's not true. He actually, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he's Taylor, convulsing and he's not stopping. And Taylor, <laughs> welcome back. What's up, bros? We'll go over everything, but how's everything right now? So uh, it's been it's been crazy. It's been uh, shit's been shit's been fucking whack, like for real. Uh, so uh, I got Paper just giggles. <laughs> it's fine, dude. I got I got broken up with. Yeah, uh, you sure on did. Sunday, and 
it's just like I've been trying to use that as motivation and not be as much of like a, a, a like a, like just a, a negative jerk off all the time. Uh, let, so uh, let's I, what I would call it in your situation, if I if it was me, I would just say uh, a whining bitch. Sure. No offense, I don't mean sure. that with offense, no, but that's could, what I would call myself. Sure, you could. I mean, uh, that's that's fine. I, I'm I'm all right with it. But like, it's even funny. Like, she, I told you to be a whining bitch. So that, that's fine. Like, the, by the way, she like she literally just texted me like five minutes. Saying ago. what? I'm, it, it doesn't matter. Okay. Sorry. It doesn't. Is that why you went to Walgreens? No, no, it has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, she texted flowers. me, I got to get a vitamin water. I need, <laughs> I need, I need a heart-shaped chocolate. <laughs> I'm going to get her the heart candies. <laughs> yeah, I'm remotely close. And no, a Funko Pop. I do have a date on Thursday with okay. a chick, with chicken we hawk in. Where are you going? And I, then I have a date next Monday with another chick from Bloomfield. Okay, where so, where are these dates taking place? Uh, one is going to be like in Edgewater. So do they listen to the show? No. <laughs> they, they shouldn't. <laughs> so, the one, so the one chick for... Shut up, Siri. So the one chick for sure is uh, she's she's from Chicago, so like she just moved to the area within like the last six months, so she has no fucking huge idea. Huge CM Punk is. fan. Huge CM Punk. No, Probably a no, White Sox fan. No, that's me, Adam Cole. Boom. Yeah. Is she a white is she a White Sox fan or a Cubs fan? Uh, actually, all all I got out of her that she was a Bears fan, and I said I'm sorry. <sighs> yeah, that's a tough it, one. It, to it's hard because that team could be great. Bang her that, out in her Rex Grossman jersey. That, that's. <laughs> no, in, in a Grossman Florida Gators. Jersey. Oh, nice! In uh, a fucking Kevin White jersey. Fuck yeah! <laughs> but nah, it's um, it's been all right. I've been really using um the breakup and all this other shit as like motivation to kind of really delve back into working out and eating healthy again. I kind of I kind of uh, went off the wagon as most people do in a relationship. A no, not even that. It, even in the relationship, like everything was still fine. Everyone you know gains I mean? weight in a relationship. I, I really <laughs> did because yeah. so like she had it, like she got a Peloton. I just started. I'm in my third week of DDPY yoga. Nice. And I'm really fucking into that. So what uh, does the Y stand for? It, he just calls it DDPY. And then I, I thought it was yoga. just DDPY. And I, is it DDP yoga yoga? So, no, it's really D, Diamond Dallas Page yoga. Okay. Right? But it's really he calls it DDPY. Yeah, it's like one of those things where you just it's, add on the word anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. It, because everybody knows what you're talking about yeah. anyway. Sure. DDPY. Yoga. Yeah, but like you say, yoga twice. Yeah. yeah. Diamond upside down but is no, a pussy. Which is, which is great because after every workout, he, uh, you, did, you do the diamond yeah, the and then you go bang every yeah. fucking time. And yeah. every time you do it, you, he says, kick out. And I'm like, I fucking love that, man. Dude, I love Diamond Dallas Page. DP is a goddamn saint. But um, overall, everything's been okay. Uh, work is starting to pick up because we're heading right into the busy season. The season when we don't see Taylor. Yeah, I mean, and when we do, he smells like oil and butt. I see you can't afford socks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's waiting. For, that's why he's excited about winter. He can afford dude, them after I, that. I, I see you can't afford shoes. <laughs> homeless fuck. Yeah, dude. These those are my lawn mowing <laughs> shoes. Were you cutting the grass today? Yeah. Were you? I did. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Usually Greg cuts it for yeah, you. Th those are your immigrant shoes. Did yeah. you cross the border in those? Dude, he's like, have you seen that shit going down on the border right now? These are yeah, there's, dude, there's motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. on there's motherfucker on, on horseback at the border whipping dudes with whips that are like Haitian immigrants. There's literally videos of them trying to get away. On horseback, just whipping the fuck out of dude, them. I think oh, I, I, oh, so like, it sounds like a Clint Eastwood so, movie. So like, dude, <laughs> I, I, I your so, name is Toby. So my fa <laughs> uh, my father installed a TV in the office. <laughs> his name is Toby. <laughs> yeah, stupid. So he installed a TV in the office, more so for like um, uh, surveillance cameras that you know, because we have a pretty massive yard. That we yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen surveillance it. I've seen times. it. I've seen it. And uh, so sometimes during the day when there's not much going on, he puts he puts news on there. Sure, and you it's know. always uh, no, it doesn't <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You already know, but we don't have to say it. It's a, it let's just matter. say it's one side. Yeah, of course. You know, you which know. they all are. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's not watching the BBC news. No, no. They you know what I mean? Watch Al Jazeera. Yeah. Wow. Al Jazeera. Okay. Al Jazeera. To be fair.
Fair is yeah, probably one of the most moderate news networks there is legitimately. Or watch uh, the Young Turks and just lose your mind <sighs> over some nonsense. Oh my god. But not not to get doesn't matter. So like I'm watching it, I come in the office and there some guy is holding a press conference <laughs> right at the border, and I swear to god, if you look in the background, you could see a bunch of people with fucking ladders and shit trying to hop that goddamn fence. Yo, they stopped letting uh, letting them people uh, letting them fly drones over the border because it was like twelve thousand Haitian immigrants trying to cross. They're like, we can't let people see this. Like and, but then like I said, I saw the, the horseback. I was like, "This is awesome!" It looks like that new Clint Eastwood movie that came out, Cry Macho. Dude, you, you gotta watch. It's like that. It's like the scene in John Wick when he's riding through fucking Madison Square. In John Wick Three? Yeah, that one. Yeah, I was, yeah. He's riding through Madison Square Garden. Yeah. He's riding through that, that, was, that, was, that was. I was gonna say it was Godzilla with Matthew Broderick <laughs> when they went through the garden. It's a great goddamn movie. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's not. The Rift Tracks live of it was great. Did I go with you for that? I don't remember if that's the one you went to. No. It was either that or Anaconda you came to. I didn't go to Anaconda. We had, no, we went to Sharknado Four. Sharknado Four. Yeah, the fourth one. I think it was yeah, called yeah, the, fourth, the, fourth the fourth one. But that was the one where she had the she had like. I thought it was the first Sharknado we went to. I, don't, I, I think it was the first Sharknado. Either they kind of all blend Wait, into for, one for Rift Tracks. Yeah, we saw two of them. Two. Oh, so oh, one so and two. One, one, so maybe it was one, one and two. Oh, we did because we saw it, the first one. That it, was the one in California. Yes. And the second one they were at City Field. Yeah, well, that was one and two. Yeah. We yeah. When he takes the big bat and he hits the fucking shark. Oh, guys, I got to ask you two. The next couple days, it's. Yankees fans for Mets. Mets? Yeah, I did. You got to be rooting for the Mets. You have to. They're no. playing the Sox. Um, you're playing the Red Sox. You need the Mets to win to make the playoffs. Stupid. Playing the goddamn Sox, bruh. Okay. So okay, you're gonna root for the Red Sox over the Mets. No. Okay, so you're rooting for the Mets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So Yankee fans for Mets. Okay. Got it. Um, shipping yeah. off the Boston. Uh, the Mets are not going to help you guys at all. No, <laughs> Just not. an FYI. Crazy <laughs> things that have happened. Uh, not this. Not that crazy. The Mets winning an important game to help out another team. What was that? Four well, days. Well, no, in but it's not an important game to the Mets. And actually, the Mets getting the Yankees into the playoffs will make Mets fans unhappy. So the Mets winning well, these see, games Craigie, is the opposite of what to, most Mets fans Craigie want. Craigie is trying to get the, the Mets fans for Yankees and trying to convince the Mets fans to root against the Mets. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, I, I respect it. I would rather a New York team be in the playoffs. I'm not rooting for the Mets to lose. But if they lose, I really don't give a shit. Yeah, um, yeah I, like the season's pretty much over. Yeah, no, it, it's on the map. I'm not talking about you guys, though. I'm talking about oh, your average Mets Yeah, fan. that doesn't yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 it's, yeah. but, but you also have to understand that same average Mets fans, that if the Mets are the reason the Yankees don't make the playoffs. They're gonna fucking be so annoying, even though the team didn't do anything. That's right. And it's my first like answer to that would be: and there was a Yankee fan that called in today that made the most sense. He's like, "Why the Yankees should not need help to make a wild card? That's true. And if they wanted the Mets help, maybe they shouldn't have lost four of six to them. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, the, the team is so wrong. fucking weird. Yeah. Thirteen in a row, right? That yep. great winning streak. And was I was awesome. convinced. I was convinced right then. Yankees are making it at least to the World Series. And then since that, I don't like them booing Garrett Cole on Sunday. I get the fuck out of here. It's bro. like he's been your fucking best player consistently all year. Yeah. Uh, and he, even through the a, even through the spider tag bullshit, the he had, he had a few time. bad starts, well, and then he cares? figured it out. And that was his worst start since like, then. Think about well, it. It's like, just, like he's he's probably. I, I know Robbie Ray is a chance. I think Robbie Ray locked it up because of Sunday. Uh, or Cy Young. Yeah. Or Lance Lynn. Lance I mean, Lynn is definitely in the running there too. I mean, yeah. And um, uh, you pissed me off so bad with your Otani slander. So you could shut the fuck up with it and right, stick it up your ass. Whatever. 
saying he's not the MVP. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Vlad is the fucking MVP. No, he's, he's not. not. Under any circumstances. Right. Dude, dude, no, he's not. Listen, no, listen and I, you guys I, have what you think, and I have what I think. Shohei Otani shouldn't have won the fucking Rookie of the Year, and it should have been Miguel and Duhar. I'd actually don't disagree with that more than that. So this is the thing. I was one of the people, and I argue with Angels fans, and I say this is a huge Mike Trout fan, that Mike Trout did not deserve the MVP those two years over Miguel Cabrera, specifically citing a triple crown. And I said, there's maybe one or two things that could ever be a triple crown for MVP. And one of them happens to be being a, a top 10 pitcher at minimum in the league and maybe the best hitter in the league right now. Overall, when you but think... he's not. Vlad is. No, but that's not... Hold on. No, 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 it, it's, it's cumulative. It's, it's cumulative. When so you think listen, about... Listen, hold on. Can Vladimir Guerrero Jr. honestly go out there every fifth day and throw six in the third innings? <laughs> Yeah. No, he's not a fucking pitcher. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're talking about. That's the whole thing. But he's a DH. It's not like he's out on the field but every he ha- but no, day. No, not every day. But DHs have won the MVP, to be fair here. They have won the MVP. Sure. And, but but to th- So think about it like this. He goes out there. He pitches seven innings, strikes out ten. And then he's gone and played the outfield and hit home runs. Owen like, Hart is all elite. I, I know. I saw that. And people, people are so mad about it. Um, I think any other year, Vlad is the runaway MVP. But when something is being done, and again, I, the point about not being a playoff team, Pujols won two MVPs on teams that didn't make the playoffs in the National League. And, I, and I'll Trout, say why, the, the and three I, he's won. If I could go back and look at those years and look at the stats and see who had similar or better, well, obviously not better, but somebody that had similar production on a playoff team, I would say that that, but, that, that person deserves the MVP but this would the be, guy that's not on a playoff But this team. would be the argument. You know, Has uh, any uh, one well, player ever helped a baseball team entirely like a Peyton Manning, a Tom Brady, Derek a Pat Peter. Mahomes? No, not well, even no, close. We know that, but baseball is a different sport. But if you're a guy that's in there and you're creating a spark on offense... And everybody else is feeding off of your energy, which I think is some has some merit for Vlad's well, argument. Well, you're but then, then you're so, underselling a guy like Bo no, Bichette. So here's the thing: I'm not fuck him. Joe George Cal- Springer, Calvin Bichette, Calvin Bichette. Fuck everybody else in that lineup. That team also has a fucking Cy Young winner in Robbie Ray. No, listen, listen. So Possible. MVP Possible. can go to a team that's not making the playoffs because I hate when like an MVP is on a team that's stacked. Sure, sure. Yeah, I agree. Three mega players and the biggest like, A Rod fan. Like Stephon, <laughs> like Stephon Curry wins the MVP, but he Stephon. plays with fucking Kevin Durant and the other shithead. Clay well, Thompson. he won his first one before Kevin Way Durant before was on Durant the team. Was even yeah, yeah. But I'm just yeah. No, I get what you're I'm saying. The principle of it. So, like LeBron James, he wins an MVP. Whatever. But I'm just saying, like Stephen Stamkos used to win it in the NHL, and his team wasn't even close. Well, I was to say, well, so to, when, to when, Stam- when Stamkos was playing for the Lightning, the Lightning weren't nearly as the machine that they are right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, back so, in the day. Right. And I used to like they give the MVP. To a team that struggles, because if you can be at the top of the points, like in the MVP voting, and you're on a team that doesn't make the playoffs, that actually makes it and, a better and argument. That, and that makes sense when you think about in baseball when you're a team like the Angels who lost, you know, the best player in baseball, Mike I mean, Trout. Mike all Trout, things considered, uh, uh, Ren, uh, Rendon didn't have that great. Of Rendon a season. was he's been hurt for the last that, four that, months. That, that's what I'm and, saying. And that you don't have that protection in the lineup, and you're still putting and up 45, nearly 50 home runs, uh, you know, 90 RBIs. And you're pitching to a 3.3 ERA with uh, you're striking out 11 per nine, which is and I I understand the merit of what you're saying, but when something in baseball happens, this may be the, the sport. It is the sport that relies on its history most, and the only comparative thing you have is fucking Babe Ruth. And every so often we have these seasons where you're comparing it to you know Bob Gibson, you're comparing it to Ty Cobb, Ted Williams, all these things. I don't care if the team is in last place by they're 50 games under 500 or 50 games above 500 because baseball is the only sport where it's you versus one guy. 
It's yeah, you it's versus it. the pitcher or you versus the batter. And he's the only guy in our lifetime we could say both. Yeah, and it's not like he's this guy who's, oh, it's impressive. He's got a you know 4.8 ERA, and he's hit 20 home runs. This motherfucker is about to hit 50 home runs and strike out 150 in a season with under 200 innings pitched. It's, uh, I, I mean, as a baseball fan, to say that I got to see something like this I is something. I didn't get to see it because he's on the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, all the games and started 10. Also, don't disagree with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because what are the two best players in, in, the enti- in all of baseball are on the West Coast. Yeah, and on the same team. The fuck? <laughs> And well, you know, the argument against that would be is that for years, um, people thought that guys in the Dodgers and the pa- and Padres and the Angels weren't winning. The Giants were. Fuck off. I, I love the Padres. The, the Padres collapse is so wonderful. Machado and uh, uh, Machado Tatis, and Tatis Jr. almost fighting the well, other night. Because you gotta you gotta remember something. Because like, Tommy Pham's keeping that team together. Because because yeah, Tommy Pham. Because okay, uh, Eric, Josh, can Eric you hit Cosmer. that light? The no, garage because, light um, and lock it. Like uh, Machado needs to realize, bro. This ain't your. This is this is not your team. This is this is just Tatis. Hit, just hit lock, yeah. Machado got that big fucking deal maybe about four or five years ago, maybe a little less than that, dude. One thousand percent, Machado is expendable, and Fernando Tatis is the. I'm on Machado's side in this situation. No, no, I, I'm just telling you, as far as like down the line is concerned, like if I'm management and I'm looking at well, building of course, a team, I mean, well, Tatis, like two listen, years left. But, yeah. it's, but it's not even that. Tatis already is close to being the face of Major League Baseball. Yeah. So what? As of as an owner and as someone who's who's there to make money and also win games. Why would I then not try to okay fish Manny Machado out there somewhere who's been a fucking head case everywhere he's well, been. Well, he's also been the a Dodgers when he played for the Orioles, he threw a bat at some guy. But he's he also been an M- he's been a damn near MVP. And the thing sure, that the reason, after, that the reason he went after the reason he went after he went after Tatis because Tatis has a shit ton of growing up to do. He went down he's 22 there twenty two years old. Well, but who better to teach you than a guy like Machado who has been around the league? He's been on horrific teams with the Orioles and on good teams knee injuries. with horrific knee injuries. <laughs> Change positions to play next to this kid. And he's telling you, Tatis has played, and I think he's the biggest catalyst for the Padres' struggle, is that he's played selfish baseball. He's going up there in situations where he has to move a runner over, and he's hacking or he's going down looking. And he told Tatis in that exchange, this isn't about you. Like, we need to win, and it's not about your stats. And we could talk about, and Tatis is single-handedly losing himself the MVP in the process, too. Because, dude, we think about him as this great defender, right? Great shortstop. 24 errors at short. <laughs> and while you, listen, the offensive stats can make up for it, so it doesn't get that brought up that much. But wouldn't you say probably at least a quarter of those, if not a third of those errors, probably cost the team a game or two? Yeah. And at least put tax on your pitching staff, which hasn't been good. You, Dude, I would never take a starting pitcher from the Rays ever again after what they traded Blake Snell and look what he's fucking done for the Padres. <laughs> yeah. He's got what, like a five ERA? Um, but it's, uh, you guys got to root for the Mets these next couple days. He's, and not, I, he's, not, he's no Jose Reyes. I, uh, well, do you know what? Um, Reyes had a really good run for a while, and then he beat up his wife. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't do it as a Met, so that's okay. They yeah. brought him back after that. Yeah. So, um, all right, Josh, you want to get into reviews? Sure. Okay. Well, I, mean, I think I should go first because I think you know what I'm going to say. And just like the album, it'll probably be short and sweet. Yeah. So you gave me Bad Religion, No Control. Um, I've seen Bad Religion live one of the last times I dropped acid with uh, Jeremy and Eric Munson. Rest in peace. Not both of you, just one. Um, uh, Bad Religion and uh, Anti-Flag together. Great show. Uh, this album's fucking great. It's, it, it makes me miss real punk rock so much. Like, why aren't there bands that realize you could put out a 16-track album 
that is 28 minutes long <laughs> have a song on here that is 47 seconds long and it's a banger a song on here that is a minute long and it's a banger and it's not even just like these like very simple like how people define punk now yeah. kind of songs when it comes to lyrics the lyrics actually have depth and they have feel to them and even though every song can kind of blend into one which is what I want out of punk there is such a cool feel to it the vocals are great the music is great because it is simplistic but it's exciting What's going on? Oh, oh, I don't know what you're doing. No, nothing. I had a phone call. Oh, okay. I was like, I, I thought you were like going back out because you didn't close the door. Um, everything about this album was exactly what I wanted. Like I said, 28 minutes, and every song is at least a five. I had three sixes on here. <laughs> um, so I'll tell you what my three favorite songs are. I didn't even take notes on most of them because I'm like, it's fucking bad religion. Like, I don't need to say that much about the depth of it because it's there, but um, sometimes feel like is my favorite song on here. Um, I remember that one specifically, Mid Acid Trip Live, being just unbelievable. Um, Sanity is the first one that really kind of changes the pace of the songs. And it's almost like a, a little interlude because it goes right back into being super fast paced. And then the other song I gave a six on here was um, uh, I Want Something More, the 48 second song. Uh, it's just, a, it's a fucking great album. And it does, again, make me miss real punk rock yeah, like when i listen i forget how much i like bad religion until i listen to them again and just how much greatness can be in simplicity yeah. when it comes to that and where are the punk bands <laughs> like there's such a market for it's there it's mm -hmm. there i would so go to a show of a band like this a hundred times over going back to when i saw them when i've seen the casualties all the time the single most fun grimy shows I've ever been to in my life. It brought me back. This album is a fucking 10 out of 5. It's unbelievable. Uh, I've been listening to Bad Religion all week besides the new Thrice album, uh, but it's it's phenomenal. They don't have anything bad. That's like the yeah. big thing. Everything is good. Uh, I enjoy this. The fact that it's from 1989 and it's as good in 2021 as it was then, uh, it shows the greatness of just that, that style of music. So, phenomenal album. Phenomenal. Okay, yeah. I, I, knew, I knew that this was pretty oh, going to be reaction. <laughs> It uh, was. For the most part. I, I had a feeling too because I knew them and I've heard a bunch of these songs. But just to be able to sit there and literally a 28 minute album that just fucking rips. It yep. just rips start to finish in a completely different way than like a, a metal album rips. It's a, it's more of like this like fun kind of thing. It actually brings me like joy when I hear that. It's just so much fun. Fuck yeah. Uh, all right, so you gave me heat. Yes, uh, I know. You never saw heat with De Niro, time. Pacino, Kilmer. All-time great, Michael Mann classic. So yep. before you go into it, my buddy Marcus, who we talked about yeah. a couple days ago. Who coaches who, Sonny Carton. Right. So he, the only reason why I'm bringing this up, because one day he goes to me and my buddy Todd, he goes, hey, have you guys ever seen a movie called uh, Heat? I know. I was so what mad. What the fuck are you talking about? And then, like, <laughs> of course I, I have. I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, it's De Niro. It's everybody. And then a couple days later, he texted me. He's like, hey, you know that guy you uh, follow on Twitter and you like his tweets a lot? I'm like, yeah. Like, Craig Carton? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, uh, of course. And he, and he goes, yeah, like, I, I coach his son. <laughs> and, he, and he goes, it's weird because, like, sometimes, like, this Boomer guy shows up. <laughs> I'm like, Boomer fucking Esiason? Yeah, you mean former NFL MVP Boomer Esiason? I'm like, how are you a football guy? You don't know what Boomer is. <laughs> He's what fucking Boomer. The, the second best lefty quarterback in NFL history. It was just so far. I didn't mean to cut you off, but it was just funny. It's literally the same. But yeah, you, know, you, you, you ever you, see this movie Heat? You, you ever seen this movie called Heat? Yeah. No, dude, I haven't. Did you ever see this one movie, Kids? No, but I've seen the porno. It's undubious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're going to get hauled off to jail. <laughs> okay, real, real Josh. Nice, <laughs> All right, so this movie opens up with the beginning of a heist. They're... Uh, you know they're they're gathering their supplies and their materials. The one guy gets picked up, yeah, um, and call you know he gets called slick, which is going to be the kind of catalyst to to the collision the, course that De Niro and Pacino are. Yeah, on. the linchpin, really. Yeah. yeah. So uh, 
you know, the heist goes down, they hit an armored truck. Um, you know, things go a little bit wrong because the dude that's new to the crew they pick up, he fucking doesn't like the look that one of these guards is giving him, so he just so fucking pops him. Offs right. him, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, that that kicks it off. They that's kill the first domino. Guards. That's the first domino to fall. Uh, the, the cops get there, they start their investigation, and this is where you first, well, you, you first see Pacino in action. Mm-hmm. You have a little scene with him and his wife in the beginning there, which... It's a really weird, awkward close-up for me. Yes, very weird. And young, uh, what's her name? Young uh, Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman. Yeah, <laughs> too too old for me, but <laughs> nonetheless. So, <laughs> so Pacino gets on the scene to the uh, to the heist, and uh, he starts. You can tell. This is what I appreciate about Al Pacino. Uh, <laughs> a little sidebar here before I get into you know I dive into the movie. Uh, you can tell what type of Al Pacino you're getting by the inflections in his voice. Yeah, when he, you're going to get like the mild-mannered, you know, Michael, yeah. or the uh, over-the-top. You can tell right off the bat that you're getting crazy Pacino <laughs> yeah. in this movie. She had a big ass! <laughs> you know, they, they walk up to the armored truck, and there's the uh, there's the big hole in the back that they blew into it with, with, the, with the explosives. And he gets there, he goes, this burning right here? Get forensics down here. I want to know if these are exotic explosives. That way we can trace the sale. When he, you can tell when he's doing the voice like that, when he's going to be basically he's playing Satan and Devil's Advocate. <laughs> <laughs> I lo- that's my f- listen. Pacino when he's when he's on his game, phenomenal. When Pacino's over the top, my favorite. The yeah. best best acting in Pacino's career is at the end of Devil's Advocate when he's dancing to in Monterey. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's so fucking. No way, dude. It's he's got a tight ass. I, I was waiting for it. <laughs> he's a sadist. Hey, Manfro, Manfro, what's Pacino's best role? Jack and Jill, dude. <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> playing Pacino. <laughs> oh he didn't even do that right. No, he sucked at playing Pacino. This is my union. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. All right. So, uh, so the investigation begins. They start looking around. He goes and uh, meets up with uh, with a fence, who's you know. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, offense somebody that takes stolen goods and sells them on the yeah. black market. He walks up to yep. the fence and goes, you fucking Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fence had a big ass. Okay, so he, he gets the information that he needs from this fence and his cousin, uh, finds out about the, the guy Slick. Yeah. Uh, and that's Going where, rogue. That's yeah. where they, uh, they kind of you know, get the information that they need. So they start following this guy around. Eventually, they they find the whole crew together, and they're about to see, steal some stuff from um, this uh, metal metal fa- me- yeah. metal fabrication factory. Yes. Man, I'm fucked up. Um, you look fucked up too. Yeah. <laughs> um, you look like you're in heat. Uh, mm, get it? Uh, like you're pregnant. So that's where you kind of learn, like, just how smart. Uh, De Niro's character. Is. Oh, De Niro's so good in this because he hears the uh, he hears the knock in the truck from the guy sitting down, and he calls the op off because yep. he knows that if just being there is not enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because if they were to arrest them now, just like Pacino says, because they want to move in and take him, mm-hmm. we're not going to get him on anything if we take him now. Let him go. Correct. So De Niro decides to cut loose, and they were like, "Okay, we got to burn the op because they're onto us." Yep. Um, and the next scene, the next big scene. Uh, which is so fucking smart to me. I loved it. Uh, De Niro lures the cops to this uh, the shipping yard. Yeah, the empty shipping yard, yeah. So he knows they're going to be following them, and then they, him and his crew split up. They're talking about breaking it off and, you know, whatever. So the cops now come down to start walking around where, the, where De Niro and his crew were, and Pacino realizes, fuck, we're made, they're watching us. Yep, yep. He set up this whole fucking reverse thing to say, I got you, and... 
I don't know if you did pick up on the when I mentioned the Dark Knight with it. There's, there's parallels there about kind of like when you set up, you know, switching Rachel and um, Harvey Dent. Like these little things where right. I'm putting you in this position. The bank heist in the beginning, obviously the biggest one. Yeah. And I appreciate the fact that Christopher Nolan said that he made everyone that was on the production of Dark Knight watch Heat. This is what we're doing. Yeah. So. Um, which is one of the, this scene in particular is one of my favorite crazy Pacino moments. Okay. He realizes, he goes, hey, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he's up there hamming it up, come on. It was like a scary movie. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> all right. So um, the next big scene is where they meet each other. Yes. Uh, oh, and it's. The, the build up to it because they're not in a single scene together until what an hour and a half in about a, yeah about an hour and 20 minutes and uh the um Hi. the helicopter surveillance is happening they catch De Niro's car and he's like, okay this is where he is so Pacino pulls him over and he pulls over and Pacino walks up to him and goes what's going on <laughs> how you doing and this was when De Niro was still a good actor <laughs> want to get a cup of coffee I know, and it was such a, a, a weird thing to do because you don't see many movies like that where mid-investigation, the lead detective is with the lead criminal. Yeah. And they have this like civil conversation, like this mutual understanding, this respect for each other. Yeah. And it, it, leads, it just plays into the whole cat and mouse game of the whole movie perfectly. That was a fantastic scene from an acting standpoint from two guys who have kind of lost it. <laughs> Not yeah, at that kinda, point of their career. No, that was like that was the back end of being good. Yeah. Um, you know, the, each one had a few more left in them, but I would say for every ten movies, two were decent. Yeah. And then one was good and the rest were dog shit. Like yep. Robert De Niro doing the intern with fucking Anne Hathaway. Ugh. Gross. Terrible. Um, she got nice titties though. Titties. Titties. Uh uh okay, so the coffee scene ends, they go their separate ways. They basically De Niro basically tells uh Pacino this is happening one of two ways. I'm not going back to jail. Yeah, he's like, you're <laughs> gonna kill me, or I'm I'm, I'm getting out of here. That's yeah. how it's going. Um, so Val Kilmer dies. No, Val Kilmer gets away. Yeah, Val, yeah, Val Kilmer gets away. I don't know why. I thought, uh, what's his name? Uh, Danny Trejo gets killed. Yeah, I don't know why. I just confused oh, that, Danny. That was a Danny Trejo up gets scene. fucked up. Yeah, yeah, and that was young before Machete or anything. Like, yeah. and you think about when he was like shortly out of the game himself, when because he was a fucking thug when back in the day too. Yeah, he's great in Con Air. I uh, love Danny Trejo. So <laughs> he's cool. Like Con Air rules. This is Not another, really. But. This is another uh, significant moment in the movie where De Niro outsmarts Pacino, kind of lures him into this meeting because while they're at the meeting. Uh, all of his crewmates are are, are burning their uh, all their uh, gear in their tails. Yep, yep, they're burning everything. Uh, so, so the meeting ends. Pacino realizes what happened. They don't have these guys anymore. What the fuck are we gonna do? Yep. Uh, so now they start kind of putting their ears to the ground again, seeing what they can find out. And this is where they kind of start to move very quickly. Like, okay, we got to pull this heist now while we lost our tail. We got to get it done. We got to get out. Um, so that's where they lose Danny Trejo. Mm -hmm. They're waiting in the diner for him. And uh, De Niro realizes that uh, Dennis Haysbert, who's actually really good in this. Yes, uh, very good in this. Uh, he's the fry cook at this place that they're meeting. He's like, wait, I know this guy from Folsom. Yep. Uh, so he pulls him in. He's like, I got a job. Do you want in? So they pull And he's getting in. treated like shit at his diner job. Yeah. And like, it, it's funny because there's a couple of unfortunate characters in the movie. And he's one of them, him and Natalie Portman, uh, that are just kind of there to advance the plot a little bit. Yeah, they're just plot devices um, more than anything. So the uh, so they do the bank heist and of course goes wrong. Everything goes wrong. Everything goes wrong. Yep, everything that could does. So it, they get in, they get the money, they get out clean, and then as soon as they start getting to the car, that's when shit starts going wrong. Uh, 
the uh, the cops are onto them. They find them, and it's fucking. It's on. Bedlam. It's on. Yeah. This was one of the craziest scenes I've ever seen in any movie. Just the absolute carnage. Yeah. No. It goes it, the way everything goes down. The sidewalks are running down the fucking streets. It goes absolutely haywire quick. You know, and they're just fucking shooting, fucking fully automatic weapons. And the, I love the I love the, how this scene is filmed because. The, the scene is filmed almost erratically to kind of mirror the, the insanity that's happening. So, yeah. like, there's quick camera cuts, there's there's zoom-ins, uh, you're seeing all the destruction on the cars. Yeah, the way it's filmed puts you, like, in the feel of what's actually happening. And, you yeah. know, like, watching it with my surround sound on was, like, kind of crazy because that was a loud you, fucking scene. <laughs> yeah, very loud. Uh, so, a couple notable deaths happen here. You know, one of, one of Pacino's lieutenants gets killed. Yep. Uh, the dude who was the driver, Dennis Haysburg, he gets killed. Dead. And, you know, think about, like, he, his story in the movie is a little, like I said, kind of sad because he gets out of jail, tries to go straight. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. The guy at the diner's <laughs> like, all right, you know, the, you, you're a fucking criminal, so you got no work in town. He goes, you're going to work for me or you're not going to work at all. And if you're going to work for me, you're going to kick back 25% to me. Yep. So he's getting treated like shit. He gets this big payday. And he fucking dies instantly. Yep, with the quickness. With the quickness. Um, down with the quickness. <laughs> he was down with the quickness in that well, fucking well, movie. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, so now the rest of the movie is kind of frantic, you know. Uh, tying up loose ends. Tying up loose ends. Uh, Pacino thinks in his mind, like, kind of realizes, like, fuck, it's over. He got away. Um, you know, I, I'm just going to go home now. Val Kilmer tries to go leave him with his girl, and it plays out pretty well, I think. I actually like how they send yeah. Val Kilmer off. Yeah. Um, Natalie Portman uh, tries to kill herself. Tries to kill herself. Doesn't. Doesn't. Lives. Uh, Pacino gets her to the hospital. This was a really long fucking movie. It this is. It's two hours longer. and forty five minutes. Yeah, this it was way longer than I thought it was going to be because typically these it's types a, of movies. Is it's like a, a crime epic. Like yeah. it, it actually is an epic because when you think about it, it's between the characters. There's so many different plot threads, like you said. Yeah. And it it pretty much is the scope of an entire city. Yeah. And that's the one thing that Nolan said with The Dark Knight is that I want the scope of Gotham to be felt in this movie, which yeah. is one of the, I think, the biggest thing that he lifted from Heat. Yeah. Um, so it gets down to the, the third act. You know, the, the heist went wrong. De Niro and Kilmer got away. The rest of their crew got killed. A couple of Pacino's lieutenants get killed. Um, and De Niro wants to take out the, the rat. Yeah, De Niro wants to take out the rat. So the guy from the beginning of the movie. Slick. Uh, slick. He um, he's held up in a hotel. He's held up in a hotel, and De Niro wants to escape with his girl, who is um, Amy Brenneman from uh, The Leftovers. Yeah. Who is Justin Thoreau's ex-wife? Yeah, right. Um, so he gets the info that this guy is here. He decides to go to the hotel and take him out, and that's probably the worst move that he could make. Yeah, because he was home free. He all he had to do was just leave. He didn't have to, and you know, go with the revenge game. Yeah. Uh, so earlier in the movie, the cops got the beat on this guy, and they knew that De Niro was looking for him, so they had him under surveillance, but they weren't looking for him specifically, mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of a weird thing because they had the plot thread where they're looking for the serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Turns out the serial killer is this guy. That <laughs> yep. <Niro's looking> for, <laughs> yep. But they never put those two together. Yep. So it's kind of like a loose hanging thread. Well, it's one of those things where they're trying so hard to do one thing and get one guy that they're overlooking probably ultimately the more violent guy. Yeah. <laughs> the more dangerous guy. Right. Helping him actually. You know, because it's it's interesting. I mean, like not the bank so much, but you know, De Niro's stealing from other criminals in Correct. the very beginning. And the only real reason why uh, the investigation got uh kicked off as hard as it did is because they killed those three guys. Yep, yep. If they didn't kill those three guys... Uh, but De Niro didn't like that because he didn't want to kill people. Like, he will if he has to, but they didn't do anything except this guy is a literal sociopath. Right. 
you know, and like it kind of showed like in the bank heist because they they were very clean about that. Part. And John Voight's the money guy, right? Yeah. John Voight's the money guy. In the I movie. love his fucking Fu Manchu. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually own John Voight's car. Costanza. Oh. <laughs> Seinfeld, sorry. Um, okay, so uh, so De Niro goes, finds out where the guy's at, decides to go take him out. He takes him out. Uh, but the hotel's pretty much collapsing. Everyone's escaping. Fire's going off. The uh, security alarm. And then, uh, so Pacino gets there. He gets there as De Niro's coming out of the hotel after he kills the guy. sees him. Sees him, fucking chases after him on and foot. And De Niro t- leaves her in the car. He's like, ah, this is it. Yep. I got to get out of here. Uh, so... Uh, the, that final scene is pretty crazy. It's very tense. It's like uh, they're in a... They're the lighting in, is perfect. The lighting is perfect. They're in an airfield. Um, they're kind of chasing each other around the cat and mouse game. Yep. And then eventually uh, De- a plane comes in and he uh, reveals the shadow of De Niro. Pacino sees it and takes pops De Niro him. out. Yep. And, and an end movie there. Like And they have this like little mutual respect at the end. Like, gotcha. Yeah. And like they, they have a handshake at the end. Yep. And they, they had a mutual respect for each other because yeah. to them, like, you know, it's implied De Niro or Pacino lost his family because of his career. This is De Niro's career. Yeah. And they have this thing like, this is why we do what we do. And I won this one. Yeah. I fucking since I fucking love this fucking movie yeah. so much. So this movie was great. I absolutely loved it. Um I will watch it again. But it's like one of those ones every couple years. Yeah, because Once it's a so year, long. it's so long. You need to be in the right mind frame for it and be like, I'm going to sit back. And it's one of those ones, the more you watch it, you start to appreciate little things more and more. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give this movie uh, a 7-2. Cool. Goodbye, me. All right. This week. Um, it, so I actually have to pick your brain on this one. So okay. I had one in mind that is a very simple, stupid movie. That I'm not sure if you saw it. It would be in honor of Norm MacDonald. I know you've seen Dirty Work. Mm. Wasn't sure if you've seen Screwed. With Dave Chappelle and Norm MacDonald. <laughs> so, okay, so <laughs> there, there was a couple ways it was going to go. It was either going to be that one. Um, by the time we record our next episode, we're going to be in October, which will kick off Halloween. So right. I'm going to leave horror for then. Okay. Uh, maybe we'll do two a week that time since we're going to be doing that hard. So yeah. I'm going to give you Screwed. Okay. Um, this stars the late, great Norm MacDonald, Dave Chappelle, Danny DeVito, um, it has one of my favorite movie clips that I've used on you guys incessantly with Who Cares, the old woman saying it. Premise of the movie is really simple. I don't know if any of you guys have seen this, but um, Norm MacDonald is a butler for this woman, uh, Mrs. Croc, who she's like basically almost like hostess. Like she, you know, baked goods and pies. She's a million, billionaire. Treats him like shit, right? Him and Chappelle, who owns a chicken place, come up with a plot to kidnap Mrs. Croc's dog for ransom so that they can escape. And then everything goes wrong. Danny DeVito plays a mortician. Uh, <laughs> so it's basically like a prelude to Frank Reynolds' Little Beauties. Um, it is a very dumb movie, but it is very funny. Because Nor- Norm, I-, I would take a lot of medicine, watch it. It is, uh, Sh- Sherman Helmsley is in it, George Jefferson. Uh, <laughs> it is one of, the, uh, it's not dirty work, but it's pretty damn funny. And Norm, I love Norm in movies because he is such a bad actor, and it's like part of the charm of it. So I thought it'd be a good way to pay tribute to Norm MacDonald. Uh, so my pick for you this week is Screwed. And the homework assignment for Manfro as well and us, this is something that'll be easy because I think we all want to do it, is next Friday. Many Saints in Newark. We'll talk about it the week after. Um, the Sopranos prequel movie comes out. So yeah. uh, those are my picks for you this week. All right, cool. Uh, so uh, I told you a couple weeks ago I made out a list of 10 albums that I wanted to give you, like the first 10 albums. Sure. Uh, and I've also been listening to them myself before I give them to you to see, like, you know, do I still like this What album? lane is it in? Sure. A lot of it is stuff that was older. A lot of it was stuff I haven't listened to in a long time. Sure. So... Uh, I was going to give you an album that was a classic hip-hop album this week, but I listened to it last week, and I, it didn't hold up to me. Okay, what was the album, first of all? I was going to give you Capital Punishment by Big Punisher. 
doesn't hold up. I actually didn't. I, I listened to part of it, not yeah. that within the last five years, like, and there I was are like, three really good like bangers. On, yeah, sure, on that sure. Album, but the rest of it, like I'm listening to it, I'm filler. Like, I'm like, man, this is not as good as I remember. Yeah, it uh, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> it's a top ten album of all time. No, not all it's time. A, it's a top ten hip hop record of all time. Yes. Uh, so, tomato, tomato. Pun, so I was listening to my my overall playlist with like my ten thousand songs, whatever on it. Sure. And a song uh, came on, and I was like, let me listen to this album. So I listened to the album. It's an album from our youth, and I think oh it's God. a very unsung album. Oh, it's lit. For my own my, worst enemy. No. From, okay. For, <laughs> for my money, this is one of the more perfect albums from front to back. Okay. I'm not going to call it like a like a greatest of all time. It? Shut up, man, bro. Yeah, I mean, we, we've only been sitting here listening. You give a running fucking You could have chimed line. in. You've seen Heat. You only watch Dude, Where's My Car? You could have chimed in. Do you remember when Spooner gave a running timeline of how you two were friends yes, forever? Yes, yeah. That was you. I did not give a run. Dude, I, I left a lot out. He did leave a lot out. He forgot I, about I John Voight. That's fucking thing. I know he left a lot it's out. It's a fucking three, uh, almost three-hour <laughs> long movie. He didn't even talk about John Voight. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Hey, this was a three-hour long movie. It was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're not Colucci. <laughs> and everything like right, that. Anyway. Last okay. time I checked, Colucci has more to say than that. Yeah. The yeah. album is What It Is to Burn by Fish. Great album. Uh, I love this album. I have not listened album to this album. Sucks. No, it doesn't. Dude, Fish it doesn't. Sucks. No, they don't. No, they don't. Why? Listen, don't, don't, don't feed into it. Don't feed into it because you're just a douchey edgelord that listens to nothing but 303 yeah, and dude. Static X. Hell yeah. And you, drink, you haven't and found all, a... All, all you do is drink fucking Budweiser long necks and call everybody... A word that we can't say anymore. Yeah, Manfro has. I almost let it. Slip. If, if Manfro didn't like a band, like within from ages sixteen to twenty, they're dog shit for the most part. Finch is dog shit. Why is Finch dog shit? Because there's a kid that lived next to Richie. His name was Tommy Finch. I remember Tom <laughs> Finch. I remember him bashing Malcolm on the back of his, uh, on the back of his head with his textbooks because Malcolm was gay, and now Tom Finch himself. Is gay, <laughs> so the irony that allegedly. he allegedly no, he's out. Oh, okay. Tom Finch, he's out. There's no allegedly. <laughs> he was a, a wild homophobe, so. and now he's out. So good for him, I guess. And goes to show you, homophobe generally. Like guy. Finch fucker from <laughs> Finch, uh, shit break. All about. <laughs> so all about so as far as Finch is concerned, uh, it was like maybe the second to last year was the last cross country tour, the Vans Warped tour, and they were doing live. Uh, they were doing live sets, like they, they were live streaming there? of the live sets. Yeah, they were a pretty full crowd, but the, <laughs> but the problem was was that nobody knew who they were. Yeah, like, because Finch had gone away for a while, and really the new crowd. They really only had like really two albums. What it is to burn, and the one right after but, were semi big. But the thing is, is that like people like our demographic really know who Finch is because that's what like that. Yeah, when, you're gonna when get ages twenty eight to thirty five will know Finch. But the problem was, is that a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the crowd was significantly younger than what we are. You know what I mean? So like Warp Tour just caters to a younger audience. So well, they don't even bands, play the music that well, it was I'm supposed is, to be anymore. Right, but like you know, like like bands like Simple Plan would go back on tour out there, and they would still get big crowds because everybody knew Simple Plan Yeah, was. sure, sure. But then Finch would come out and be, no one would really know. Unless, Even though Finch was one of the fans. Finch was one of the first bands to... It, 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 they're a very seminal band when it comes for to sure. the, the evolution of emo. Well, really. the breakthrough to the mainstream for emo, I would say more so. Yeah, like When, it was when What like, It Is To Burn broke, that song, that was fucking huge. Well, Finch, a lot, see, a lot of people think My Chemical Romance and Yellow Card, and yeah, that was big, but really the first two bands to really break through was really Under Oath and Finch. Yeah, they were uh, absolutely, I, two of, and two of the best. Yeah, exactly. Finch and uh, Chevelle. Well, see, here's the thing. Finch that's not hard. To, that's not hard to, to mix up because they do have a similar sound. But the difference is that they I think Chevelle. Suck. No, is that Chevelle <laughs> is significantly worse. Yeah, Chevelle yeah. had some good shit early but Chevelle on. Chevelle was still playing shows. Chevelle is music out. I've seen. They had like two good songs. I've seen Chevelle twice. The first time I saw him was fun. Ozfest, and they were 
fucking horrible. They're fucking like, they booed at us, man? Yeah, they got booed terribly. You were at that one. And then I saw them at Claws Fest 04 at IZOD, and they were great. They put on a good... Mm. Bands are entitled to have bad nights. It happens. But also, like, Chevelle at OzFest, that's not what... That's not their demographic. Well, it was... like what, second. All, they were second stage. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I, I give them I give them props for even going to a, going to a festival of that of that stature and trying to fight, trying to make... Dude, I'm pretty sure it was... Really Chevelle. Kill Switch got fucking booed. Kill Switch got booed at OzFest. Fuck OzFest. Well, you know what? No, OzFest was great. It was fucking... Dude, you would have loved OzFest. You had a crowd, right? And the crowd, if it didn't fall right into... It was Kill Switch and somebody else that was just coming up. I I, I like, don't know if it was the same year, but Mudvayne was one of those years, one of their first times playing Ozfest, and they yeah. fucking killed. So they, uh, killed. they had a they play with saliva. Wicked too. Wisdom was uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. Oh my God, I love this and story. And like, everybody <laughs> in the fucking crowd was booing. I was going <laughs> ape shit because I was like, Will Smith was in the back, bobbing <laughs> his head, and like he doesn't fucking listen to any of that shit. And I'm the only person with like a white shirt on in the Ozfest. Everybody's wearing black. Yeah, yeah, or nothing. I'm just screaming, Big Willie Stone! <laughs> Millennium! Yeah, and yeah. then they're just fucking ripping into it. It wasn't a bad band, like the instrumentally. Like no, they, but she's terrible. Her, her voice wasn't didn't really carry, and then she just got booed the whole time. You know, speaking of her, like, I so the Matrix trailer came out this week, right? Yes. Super hyped. I'm excited for it. How is she in it? But not Larry Fishburne. I, I'm so because his daughter is in I'm, porno. I'm True. wondering what this movie even is, and like that's really what the point of the trailer is because they're trying to swerve us. They don't want us to know what it is. Yeah, I'll, yeah. T- I'll tell you exactly you know, what it was. Somebody, uh, it's the like same thing. Like when when uh, when the cartridge was fucked up, you would pull it out, you blow it, you put it back in, start uh, again. Yeah, well, I one of the rumors is is that it's going to ignore the events of two and three, which I think is really hard to do. But yeah, you could kind yeah, of so like, like fucking wh- like why go with a younger version of Morpheus? It doesn't make sense. Unless the implication here is that because okay, so I mean sure that it's different. I, 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 and that guy's a great actor that's playing him. He's a fucking great actor. So in the Matrix Online, which is where canon has been continued, and props to the Wachowski whatevers, um, saying that they want the fans to take care of the canon. Morpheus is dead. Okay, so we know Neo's dead, right? But Neo is the source. Source program of the Matrix, so that's why he can come back, and the one has come back six times. I think was what it was, and reload is what the architect told him. So in theory, they could have made Morpheus another part, and the same thing with Trinity, another part of the Source program. That's my guess is is gonna. I think that would be the most sensible thing. I definitely think there's a level of swerve to it. Um, I'm excited that the dude from Mindhunter is playing. I think he's a lead agent, like the Smith type role. Oh yeah, I, he is. I uh, do uh, wish God, it was. Not God. Hold it. Did they show Neo die the last one? Neo died in Revolutions. Yeah. They don't actually show. No, they show his body. They absolutely did. Yeah. At the end, he so machines take his body away. Yeah, the machines take his body away, and one of the plot threads that leads to Morpheus dying in the Matrix Online is that he believes that Neo's body is still being like reprogrammed and set up to live again by the machines, which would make sense. Um, I, I'm interested to see how they... Like, I, love the, I love the idea that it looks like it's going back to kind of the bare bones because I think that's where... And I like Reloaded and Revolutions. I do like them, but they tried so hard to be wildly profound. Like that architect scene when the architect comes in. You could have done that scene the exact way it was with dialogue that wasn't so douchey where he's just saying these words that at that age, how young we were, we didn't know what the fuck he was saying. And even now as an adult, because I've seen it so many times, I'm still like, okay, I think I know what the fuck he's saying now. Like, and I was talking to my buddies, Jeff, the other day, who's seen it a few times. He's like, I still don't understand how Neo's coming back. I'm like, simple. He had two doors, right? The one was you go save Trinity. The other one is you save Zion. But the whole premise of saving Zion was you're going to pick like seven women and 24 men and you're going to repopulate Zion. Zion's been destroyed before. Then you're going to plug back in the Matrix reboots, okay? 
And that's how Neo comes back. That's how he's come back. He's died. He's been reprogrammed a bunch of times. But we don't know about Trinity. And because she's dead, she's not the one. And right. but the Matrix Online implies she's also part of a program or became part of a program. I hope they get it right. I really, really hope they get it right because I I think if I was an adult now and Reloaded and Revolutions came out, I don't think I would have the appreciation for them that I do because there is a level of nostalgia tied to it. Like yeah. being so hyped. I remember being so hyped when Reloaded I came out. Reloaded. Too many times. Yeah, I just watched it the other night. When you tweeted up, am I going to go home and watch The Matrix? I was like, dude, I got home the other day and I put on The Matrix. <laughs> like, Matrix is one I watch probably two, three times a year. The uh, original. I, I was upset they didn't, he didn't say, I know Kung Fu in the trailer. <laughs> he might say it in the movie. Yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm very interested to see, like, what the story is going to be, you know, how they take it off because of the, the confirmed people that are, that are in the movie that were holdovers from the last one. Like, Mio's there, obviously Trinity's there. But what is Jada Pickett Smith doing it? Because she was out of the Matrix. Yes, correct. And, bring back Ghost then. And the Frenchman is in it again. So what part does he have? To the Merovingian, and I hope his big titty wife is in it too. Yeah, she's nice. Is, she's Ra- not is the, Ralph in it again? She's not on the uh, <laughs> Ralph Cifaretto. Is, Ra- is Ralphie in it? That's no. all I he, give a shit about. I rem- so he wanted to, and he tweeted to one of the Wachowskis, and he's like, "They never replied to me." I was like, "Poor Joey Pants." Yeah. Uh, Cipher, Cipher. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah. No, so um, if if we were done with that, I actually had an album for you too. Oh sure, sure, please, please. Um, so since you didn't you didn't feel like going hip hop, it actually worked out. Uh, an album, I, it's a guy I've been really uh, vibing with lately. He's been fucking amazing, and the fact that it took me so long to really start listening to this guy really, really blows my mind. Um, you see me tweet about him. It's Joiner Lucas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the album is five zero eight five zero seven two two zero nine. It's it's his old phone number. Now, if you call it, nothing happens. I've okay. already tried it, so okay. don't try it. But I'm going, the, I'm going to send a dick pic. That's fine. It's a uh, child's phone. Well, good. Now, now you just <laughs> you watch yourself, I, You right? watch iPedo. Now, now, now you just outed uh. yourself. But anyway, so this is basically a concept record. It's basically, at before every song, it's his um, it's his answering machine. Okay. He's joining, I can't get to the phone, blah, blah, blah. And then it'll go into a message, and then it slowly plays through a story of him. I don't want to ex- really get into the story, but it slowly Yeah, please. Paints, if it's a concept, especially. An entire story. It's not, it's not really a concept. Everything is a story. Every every song is related to the next. To yeah, the next, yeah, that's what I mean. Next. But so there is a concept to it. Like I, I appreciate say, yeah, that. In, so in, in that aspect, yeah. Well, it's you've a sent me a few of his songs, and everything I've heard, I've liked. So I'm excited to actually like dive into so, an album. And the other thing I love about this guy is that he really, really respects his craft so much. Is that he was signed to a major label, he was signed to Atlantic, and he didn't like how he was treated there. Treated there. So I think he went to Interscope. He even didn't like Interscope, which is Interscope. Interscope it, it, is kind of known for being like decent to artists, well, right? It's not even being decent; it's being welcoming to the to the insane and to the to the, uh, the, to the bizarre, the experimental, Nine Inch Nails, yeah, yeah, Primus, Marilyn Manson, Eminem, yeah, all that shit, right? Jimmy Iovine's a fucking visionary, yeah, for sure. So, like, the fact that he just didn't like the idea of being on a major label, and he said, "Fuck this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna," be and I respect an, that. I'm gonna be, an, I'm gonna be an independent artist like Tech Nine, yeah, and he's doing better than he's ever done. He just put his song out, so. He put a song out recently in twenty, uh, like me, three months ago, called "Ramen and OJ." With I Lil, like ramen. With with Lil Baby, okay. who, who we've made fun of plenty on this fucking show. Yeah, I know. It's funny because like I see Lil Baby all over social Dude, media now, bro. and I keep forgetting like where I know him from. But Lil, I'm like, Lil, uh, Lil, it, was it was from when we were doing the top 10. iTunes songs, and now he's fucking. And the same with Dude. the baby, right? No, so here's well, the he's thing. canceled well, now. Well, the baby, the baby's canceled, and we and you and I have talked about that. But like, you got like that guy was selling drugs three years ago, so no one knows. What, yeah, whatever. Who gives a shit? Nicki Minaj is canceled too because of her cousin's friend's testicles, which is really dumb. <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, so like, I, 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 he's he's really just phenomenal. Like, cool. he's really just a wordsmith. And I and like, 
he's I'm made he, bump. he's made me want to dig into like newer hip hop. So like I listened to I listened to Donda. Donda was great. I listened to Certified Lover Boy. I Certified still have Lover not Boy listened to Donda. Oh, Cert- <laughs> I still have not awesome. listened to it. But so okay, so I'm gonna say this, and I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna say who said it. I'll tell you off air. But somebody literally texted it to me because he's like, "Oh, dude, you're listening to." He goes, I, "Just letting you know, this is what mental illness sounds like." I believe that, and I think that's what most of Kanye stuff has sounded like for the last four years. I was like, "Wow, Jesus is King," and this has sounded way out there. But well, this is, but like, so like this album specifically, this newest one, is phenomenal. Yeah, everything I've heard has said that. Certified I just Lover have Boy not. Great I, I'm not going to listen to that one. I will listen to Donda saying, at some point. Certified Lover Boy is very good. The only problem is, is that if you if you're any type of familiar with Drake's discography. It's all more of the same, but he's very good at what he does. I have an issue with the, the him being a pedo. <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's, 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 uh, the, it's the same thing. You, sep- you separate the, the, the personal from the art. Well, I, I agree, and, but once the person is actually called out for being a pedo, and he's still on the surface of it, and I'm happy that it seems like um, Eleven from Stranger Things is very much leading the cause of saying, this guy tried to fuck me when I was 14. Um so, uh, certified boy lover is what the name of the album who, should be. Who uh, tried to fuck somebody? Drake uh, was grooming Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven on Stranger Things, and there's been more stuff that has been coming out. It's slowly making its way out into the ether of Drake's history with really young girls and grooming them, and then kind of like he was texting her when she was 15, "I miss you. I wish you were here." Like, just very off-putting stuff and but what will happen is he's gonna get to have his career keep going and then once the hits stop pumping out or like the hits are not gonna stop pumping. no i mean listen everyone's runs their course at some point doesn't matter who you are he's going on 15 years bro they they did it to michael jackson they'll do it to ever anyone michael jackson i I, I, listen i'm not telling you it's not gonna happen i just right now i don't see it because because clb is a very good i'm not he's still young though wait till he's old and he's still talking about being a young lover boy it, the the shine wears off on everyone. I, I I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying they right just now, tried getting right fucking now, Bob Dylan. Right, <laughs> Bob Dylan's Bob Dylan's been, have, has, has had a foot in the grave for the last 15 fucking. years. I know, and he's still awesome. He had a foot in the grave when Manfred met him when he was like six, seven, seven. Did oh, you, what, sorry, what? That's better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it just um, I I I won't listen to that one because I just I Drake is not my thing, so I'm not even no, going to no, no, entertain and, it. Donda, that, I, I will listen to at some point, but I said I I do have an issue with him. And I, I've, I've always said with Kanye, I like the shock value stuff. I like that he's a troll. I think deciding now to work with Marilyn Manson is really weird, um, all well, you, things considered. Well, I mean, you got to remember, like, really how out there Kanye really has turned in. It was, in the last five years, how much he's really lost his, his, oh, really lost oh. his mind. And I say lost his mind in, in a positive sense, like, more so, like, that it's real mental illness that's happening to him. Yeah. Not, not, not like he's just going crazy and shit's happening. You know, I think that this has, been a, this has been a culmination of a lot of fucked up shit that's I, happening. I think that there is a level of, yes, that, but I also think there's enough evidence that Kanye does outlandish shit whenever there's a new album coming out, then he disappears. And he does it for headlines, and he got headlines. Every time he's done something crazy, controversial, whatever, bam, album comes out. And putting Marilyn Manson in there was the biggest headline of these events he did where his house. It was like, oh, his house is being built. And then it was, holy shit, Marilyn Manson's here. Then you find out he was on the album. Mental illness part of it. There's some people that think he's trying to bring Marilyn Manson to Jesus Christ. I think there's a, a level of truth to each part of it. But if one of those parts is, this will get me really good headlines... 
I have a little bit of a qualm with that. And it's, I will listen to the album at some point. I just have a, no desire to right now. Um, I, I put on like the first two tracks and I was like, this is good. I'm just not feeling it right now. That's fine. I have not been in a big hip hop mood overall besides the shit I already know. Like even the new Nas album, I bumped it like four or five times, really liked it, haven't gotten back since. And Nas is one of those dudes I'll spin for weeks when I like his shit. Sure. No, that's, I mean, I totally understand that. I'm just saying like from, from, a, from, a, from a marketing standpoint, I think really Kanye is... Oh, he's a genius. He, he's, he's a phenomenal. fucking genius. I mean, here's the thing, and you, you could say, uh, we, could, we could say the Marilyn Manson thing, we could say CLB, where ironically Drake has fucking R. Kelly on a track. Yeah, you know that's another part. Like, he's what, what, like what, that's, that's is, fucking what, what, weird. Which is very weird. I definitely agree with you there, but I, I think if you look at it from the grand scheme of things is that and I, I, it's so funny because like I'm on a Patreon with with Flagrant too, and I talk about this with Andrew Schultz once in a while because he says Drake is a better rapper than Kanye, and I literally said I go, dude, I, on what planet is any Drake record better than Dark Twisted Fantasy? No, or it College doesn't Dropout. Make, it doesn't, <laughs> make, it doesn't <laughs> make sense. Like Dark Twisted Fantasy is the best out of his entire discography. I agree with that. He has an entire discography of fucking classics. Yeah, you know what I mean. It wasn't only. It was only up until. Life of Pablo did shit really go south. Like and Life what's of funny Pablo is, is garbage. See, but you're you're in like the, the divisive because I know people that fucking know, love no, no, Life no. of Pablo. Me, me and Ralph have talked about this at nauseum. And I, literally, I said to him, "I go, dude, Pablo is." Ass. I'm one of the few that's in the gray area on Pablo. I like some of it. I dislike some of it. Um, I I think. Every single one of his albums, even the ones I don't like, they're the best produced albums of the year every single time. Dude, why, do you, why do you think Man on the Moon 1 and 2, Kid Cudi and Kid Dude, if you just, all that shit is If phenomenal. you took all the lyrics off Life of Pablo, it still sounds better than most of the other shit that comes Dude, out. Kanye Kanye's responsible for people like Big Crit, Pusha T, and, and uh, Kid Cudi. Like, you think he's really going to, in one of his next shit. songs, he's going to mention Nicki Minaj's friends, cousins, testicles. I think, cousins, friends, I testicles. Think, I, listen, I think you should. And it, that really, that, <laughs> that, that's the most immigrant shit I've ever heard that in my it, life. It is. I, when I saw that, I was like, oh. And what, when, I, when, when I mean by immigrant, uh, the, uh, this guy... Yeah, Osh, that was racist. No, it's not. This guy, Oshkosh, <laughs> said the same thing. He goes, no matter what, parents of immigrants, whenever it, there's a terrible story, it always ends with, and they can't get married. Yeah, like, that's true. That's and now he can't have kids. Now he can't have kids. And, and she left him. She left him on the uh, wedding day or something. I'm some so shit. tired of hearing like, about... Like fucking Ted Mosby. I, left at the <laughs> altar. Are you Josh you talking Ev about Nicki Minaj? Yeah, her, co her cousin's friend's Michael, testicles. Michael Evelyn... What do you think about her cousin's friend's testicles? I don't give a fuck about any of that bullshit. <laughs> I don't okay. give a fuck about Kanye's album. I don't give a fuck Did about Did you even Nicki listen to it? No. Why? Because it's like... That's What's the best album that's come out for you in the last yeah, year? No, genuinely. Little I, Big, maybe? Who? Little Big. Little Big, the Russian band. <laughs> What is it? It's it's. They used to have a midget. They got rid of the midget. Now it's a sexy girl. You called me. You, you said it was an immigrant shit. You called me racist. He's, he's well. What's the word for saying midget? That isn't like the equivalent of racist. That doesn't matter. You call him a dwarf. You can't say that word no you more. You can't say dwarf either. What are you talking about? It's little person. They don't like being called dwarves either. Dwarfism. I, is did, a, I didn't get the fucking memo. Dwarfism is actually a different thing than Why are being. Why you saying a dwarf? Like Stephen Dorf. A dwarf. Yeah, fact. Why is he saying it weird? I'm saying it like Why a you dwarf. Saying it dwarf. 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 Pronounce dwarf. I'm gonna say Stephen Dorf. When you have Stephen Dorfism, you're in Blade <laughs> One, and then you bash Marvel movies. No, no. Tyler the Creator's new shit was. I like that. Tyler the Creator's. Fire. I liked what I've heard from Tyler yeah, the Creator. The album shit. you gave me, Honey very Boy, talented. Yo, yo, Honey Boy's great. He's super, super talented. He's also fucking out there. He was clearly the best part why of the future. Why does everyone get so heated about Lil Nas X and all? I thought the shit he did with the shoes was fucking stupid, but I guess the VMAs happened recently, I and the next day I saw he showed up as like a pregnant person, like, <laughs> and people called him transphobic, and I'm like, dude, I think that he's fucking hilarious. So I, his I don't, Twitter is, is I don't follow him, he's so a I don't know. Follow, dude. I don't he's know so anything good. that he's tweeted. I just know that he really, really pisses. 
people off. So, like, every month there's something else that he said or did to piss someone off. So, my thing with Lil Nas X is exactly the same shit with Kanye. Some outrageous shit, some people buy his shit that he's, that he's peddling. Well, you know he just, saying? his like, album that just came out is his actual debut album when Old Town Road came out. Three four, years four ago. Four years ago. And this I is, was dating Voldemort when Old Town Road came out. I know. And that was one that I was never... I, I never liked that song. I Old Town I, Road. I never liked it. I liked that Trent Reznor is the one that got won the Grammy for it. Sure. Um, but I never liked it. But I understood, you know, it's it's popularity and whatever. But I, I think it's crazy. That song was four years ago. And just now his debut album comes out. And I haven't heard a fucking thing about it besides that it came out. So th- this, is, this is part of the same shit because Lil Nas X is... is like the new polarizing figure of ridiculous shit. Well, he pokes the bear. Well, okay. And it's not even that he pokes the bear because honestly, with the shoes and the blood, Tony Hawk just did the same fucking shit well, with well, skateboards. No, there is a difference, There's though. There's not a difference. Nope. He, painted, he, he painted skateboards with his own blood. He put drops of blood in shoes. Yeah, What's but the fucking difference? I'll, I'll explain the difference. No, I'll explain the difference. I, I, just, I agree with Taylor. No, let, ex- let me explain the difference. You're, well, because you're, Tony Hawk's fucking white. No, you're leaving out a huge part of it. That <laughs> yeah, you're, leaving out the, you're leaving out the part... <laughs> You're leaving out the part of it that pissed everyone off. puts his fucking blood that's in his not, shoe? That's not why everyone got mad. That's not why everyone it got mad. It was Satan, I know. The Bingo. was everywhere. And Nike is suing the shit out of him. He's going to lose a lot of money because of it. Yeah, but he's going to make it all back. He's fucking 22 I'm, I'm, years I'm old. I'm certain of that. Well... Uh, a, getting sued by Nike it might be a little bit harder because they're so suing what? him for Under like Armour, St- Steph Curry don't need Nike he's got Under Armour there's yeah, other shoe companies who gives yeah but no it wasn't it, Nike is suing him because he didn't get licensed by Nike to make them <laughs> he took a Nike wholesale and put his name and blood in it and said oh look at these Nike shoes okay now, okay, now it's bad <laughs> yeah that's, that's what he did bad. he's Those, getting, he's getting yeah. sued for like 250 million dollars dude that's fucking like, awesome dude and that the, it wasn't the blood thing that pissed everyone off it was the, the and that's what I mean by poking the bear, he knows that he represents everything the right wing hates: gay, black, rapper. Dude, I, I literally, I literally <laughs> so poke with the Satan I, stick. I literally just saw like someone like he tweeted at somebody, and then like on Instagram he tweeted at somebody about getting fucked in the ass, and then the very next scroll on Instagram was him getting fucked in the ass by a white dude. Well, like, yeah, well, and it was, I mean his I music video is him getting butt fucked by Satan, right? It's, no, 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 he, it's giving Satan a lap dance. Yeah, something like that. So he, like, he's poking the bear. Hot. So, but, no, but he, so here's the thing: when Old Town Road was really getting big, and there was on that that barbershop show. How did anyone not LeBron, know that dude was gay with that song? That, that LeBron James uh, show? Dude, he goes, Wrangler's on my booty. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> the song with the video was gay. The he, song was gay. He came out in a tweet. It's one of the, for my yeah, that money, was great. one yeah. of the greatest tweets of all time. Have you ever seen his coming out tweet? I've never seen his right. Twitter right, account. Dude, you, you, got, <laughs> you need, dude, dude this is, is so good. This is something that you would have tweeted. Okay. All right. So this <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess I will when, when I come you, out. When you come out. Yeah, when I come out. I'll come out with you, Michael. So this was like right after you got really big. Old Town Road was that big hit. Yeah. So he tweets one day. This is from 2019. Wow, man. Last year, I was sleeping on my sister's floor, had no money, struggling to get plays on my music, suffering from daily headaches. Now I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's... Like, that wait, why, how did you pull that up so quickly? You just Google coming out to me? I thought yeah, you had it saved on your phone. No, no, no. It's like well, his, first, his lock screen. No, first of all, <laughs> you should save that tweet because literally that entire tweet is perfect. It's well, literally so the best I, joke. I saw that in an NFT. So you probably... Honestly, he probably could sell no, for a few so million the, in so NFT. So the reason why I'm even saying that is because back when uh, LeBron James still has his show, The Barbershop, and everybody's talking, Lil Nas X was hitting big sure. with Old Town Road, and he's got people like Kevin Hart on there, and he's got a couple other people. And they were talking about literally that tweet about how he came out and how that's a, this big deal that this he's a gay courageous black, that, that he's a gay black man and and he's and he has a number one selling record in the U.S. and it's t- sharp top what all this shit and all Kevin Hart drunkenly Kevin Hart says why does that matter 
That's all he said. That's it. And that, that, but that started the snowball of him losing his job at the Oscars, saying that he's homophobic. Yeah, that's right. That's right. When he, he didn't know how to well, handle his well, they found, first gay yeah, moment. They found uh, the old tweet of Kevin Hart's where it's like, if his son is playing with the dollhouse, he's going to kick the shit out of it. Not the kid, the dollhouse. He's well, like, I'll break the shit it, out of it. It was literally, it was in like his first major stand-up special because I don't know how I'm going to handle my son's first gay moment. I don't know. Like, like that's a fear. I know, because father. stand-up represents your real feelings, obviously. But it was it was just silly. Like, like that's what perpetuated it. But really, that's where Lil Nas X started. Yeah. Like, like it was off the back of Kevin Hart controversy. Okay, really, I, really I wasn't aware of that. I you know what it's, I mean? it's, it's there. It, so he's one of the he's one of the big targets of like the the right wing that hate him because, like I said, he he does poke the bear and it's smart on his part to do that well, because, like I said, showing up to the VMAs with a fucking pregnant belly on with it like exposed. Like, you got the full prosthetic going on. Um, there there's certain ways you can play into that. And like, so what I love seeing, like I love watching the fucking. It's not even political, I but love watching Billy Ray Cyrus making money. That's yeah, yeah, I mean him and Trent, Trent Reznor want to. Grammy off All Time Road. Billy Ray made a lot of money off yeah. that. Oh, did he make more money off that or Achy Breaky Heart? 100% made more money off of, uh, Old Town Road. Well, Probably. Well, inflation. Or no, did he make more money off his daughter? Hannah Montana. No, he made more money off of Trace. He probably made a yeah, ton of money. Definitely, dude. Metro Station, I drank with him. With Billy Ray Cyrus? No, Trace Cyrus. His oh, I didn't. Son, he, yo, his son I, that nobody knows. I've never even heard no, of Trey Cyrus. Like this, He's a lead singer like Metro Station. That's, I didn't know that was Metro Station. I just know that song. I'm telling you that for five years. I know, but I don't listen to this music. Shake, 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 shake it. Do you like this song, Josh? I've heard it. Yeah, it's. it's yeah. I've heard it. Yeah, it's, it's yo, yo, it's 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 better when he sings it. You know, so um, how the the right hates Lil Nas X, right? So one thing I've noticed a little recently that. Each side, no, I'm gonna go into someone else <laughs> that we like, but hell. each side has like these like heroes they like and these people sure. they hate. And the one that the right wing seems to love and thinks that like this guy would have been on their side is George Carlin. They think he w- he is on the right, obviously. <laughs> Look at him, he's from Texas and, and he the drinks. The Rock is on the left, and yeah. He should fucking run for president. Both of them. Well, The Rock is going to at some point, yeah. The Rock would win tomorrow, yeah. Well, dude, I not against Stone Cold, yes, 100%. Yes, he would. Republicans. Steroids The Rock is on? Well, if the Rock's well what does steroids have to do with running for president? Because, he, because <laughs> The Rock is going to do a fucking run-in at the inauguration, and he's going to hit him with the rock bottom on the, on the fucking Bible and says, Rudy, Rudy Pooh Candy yeah. ass. I think you can say Rudy Giuliani what, what, what Candy I, ass. What I'm saying is that The Rock runs Democrat and Steve Austin runs Republican. That okay. Would be the best fucking presidential campaign candidate, whatever the fuck you call it, All ever. it is, all it is, it's a build-up to a WrestleMania 45. Exactly. Well, what I would do is exactly. I would I would have The Rock Rock run for president, and I think vice president is Ron Simmons. No, you need okay. The, no, you need The you Rock. You get D-Lo, D-Lo Brown the as nation. Secretary of State. No, that's the nation of domination. You get The Godfather as Secretary of Secretary of, of Transportation. Mar- Martha Hart. Martha Hart. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's some interesting stuff with uh, Owen Hart and the AEW stuff. Yo, um, it good. would be the Rock and Sock, conne- rock and sock connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the I Rock and Sock. So, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry oh, about oh, oh, so um, Owen Hart's we, we lost, we, speaking of dead, we lost Norm MacDonald this past week. Um, sucks. And we were actually, before you got here, talking about like old Norm bits and how funny some of The one I, I always think of is, Artie Lang told the story on Howard. Like, uh, so it was right before Dirty Work came out. And they were doing a comedy tour together. And they ended up in San Francisco. And Artie's open for Norm. He gets like 10 minutes. And Norm goes up to him. He's like, all right, listen, we're in San Francisco. So you know what that means, right? <laughs> Artie's like, no, what? He goes, uh, no gay jokes. And Artie's like, that's half my material. Like, what am I supposed to do? So Artie goes up. He does his set. He's like, I killed it. I was really happy. Cut out all the gay jokes. And Norm goes, oh, you did. you did a great job out there, Artie. Goes out on stage, Norm. Oh, thank you, everyone. Thank you, San Francisco. Uh, 
So how about that AIDS? <laughs> First thing he says. But there's like a number. I mean, he was the best weekend update guy, I think, so without quite Him and Colin Quinn are the Bert two Reynolds best. Reynolds is the best. Oh, my Turf no, Ferguson. So I, I'll say <laughs> the big one. hat. I, I told them before, but I'll tell you. So he was the weekend update anchor during the O.J. Simpson trial. Right? Like the whole trial. And there was a part where it wasn't Warren Michaels. It was an NBC executive told him if you make one more the, O.J. The joke, president of NBC. The president of NBC. He, well, if you make one more O.J. joke, you are fine. Well, he was one of O.J.'s golfing buddies. And actually, Correct. when O.J. was found not guilty... He threw a party for the jurors. Yeah, that's the president of NBC. Dead ass serious. That's terrible. Yeah. So Norm goes on one of the nights and it was like, OJ Simpson said that he would die. He would have. In his book, in his book, in his book, that he said he would have died for Nicole. He would have stepped in front of a train. He would have took a bullet for Nicole. How? How? What terrible luck for that woman. The only man in this life that is willing to die for you. Kills you. <laughs> <laughs> there was when when he was found not guilty. The weekend update that week, he goes in breaking news: murder is now legal in California. <laughs> there was there was a couple other ones too. Well, just that, that was part of his whole shtick was that he just did not give a fuck. No, he and, he and didn't. He was un- unapologetically Dude, himself all the time. If you ever yeah. go and watch when he did the Bob Saget roast and he just tanked intentionally, he goes, "What did he say?" Uh, he goes, "They say you have a face like a flower." Yeah, cauliflower. <laughs> Your face. Looks like a cauliflower. <laughs> it like oh, goes I remember there. that because he goes, <laughs> like, you know, Bob, I really wish you well. Meaning I wish you would die in a well. <laughs> I want to murder you in a well. <laughs> I like him when he did Letterman, too. Oh, my God. Oh, the so you can't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about, so he was on Conan one time, and um, Courtney uh, forgot her. She was uh, talking about her new movie. She was making a movie with Carrot Top, and he goes, tagline for the movie, box office poison. All this woman's trying to promote it, and she's and Conan's like, what's the name of the movie? And she goes, chairman of the board. And uh, Conan goes to Norm, yeah, do something with that, you freak. And Norm laughs. He goes, <laughs> Board is spelled B O R E D. I mean, there's so many other ones. There's, uh, uh, I, I got one right here. It's on the New York Post. He goes, My friend Richie, <laughs> my friend Richie, he has a disease of alcoholism. And he came to me and he told me, and I'm the kind of guy that looks at the bright side of things. So I told him, Richie, it's true that you have a disease and everything, but you kind of have the best one. <laughs> <laughs> there was that is terrible. He, so Artie was talking about it this week. He did. He went on some show and was talking about you know just stories with Norm. And he goes, so when Dirty Work comes oh my, out, oh Artie goes, when Dirty Work comes out, one of the reviews says I had the charm of a date rapist. And Norm goes to me, well, you know, it means you get a date, unlike a normal rapist who has to take it. <laughs> and what, what, which one you got? Dude, so ID is a strange abbreviation. Oh my God! I is short for I, and D is short for. Identification. <laughs> what, um, Wait, hold on. They say that the, they say that if you're afraid of homosexuals, it means that deep down you're uh, deep down inside you're actually a homosexual yourself. That worries me because I'm afraid of dogs. <laughs> there was one. Um, what, what was the one? Uh, oh my god. Uh, he always talks about Hitler and Germany, and he goes, you know, Germany. There is a country. Uh, they they went to war, <laughs> and their opponent, the world, <laughs> and, and then they lost, and you figured it'd be like Germany. You know, you don't get to be a country anymore, but we let them. And then what did they do a few years later? They went to war with the world. <laughs> and they had that, that guy that, I just, I, ah! there was, uh, there's a, a few others that I'm thinking of off the top of my head. Um, when he, one joke he talks about Hitler, he's like, don't you think that we should, uh, you know, kill that Hitler guy? And the guy goes, you know, he died like 80 years ago. Oh, 
I didn't know he was sick. <laughs> Remember when Gaddafi went, uh, died? Uh, he had a tweet. It says, uh, Gadda- um, we lost Gaddafi. Huh, hope they found him. <laughs> Can we, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. More, many people were skeptical, skeptical about, uh, about the marriage of Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley. <laughs> they say Lisa Marie is more of a sit-at-home type, while Michael Jackson is more of a homosexual pedophile. <laughs> What were you going to say, Michael? Uh, we skipped after the music about uh, our boy, Machine Gun Kelly. Um, I was going to get into that. I wa- um, okay, wait, let's... I, wait, okay, one more. You know, with Hitler, the one I learned about... Uh, the more I learn about the guy, I, 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 really, Not a fan. I, I really don't care for him. He had one um, <laughs> talking about Bill Cosby, and he goes, you know, they say... Uh, Patton Oswald says to me, you know, the worst part about Bill Cosby is the hypocrisy. And I said, I don't think that's the worst part. I think it's, uh, you know... Probably the rape. <laughs> and, and, you know, no one's ever, uh, you know, you don't see many rapists that are hypocrites that go around, you know what, I, I love rape. And, yeah. you know what, he might be a rapist, but at least he wasn't a hypocrite. <laughs> he, was so, the, he was the bird, uh, the pigeon in that Mike Tyson's thing, right? Yes, yes he was the that voice was, of the that, dog in Dr. Doolittle. Yeah, Mike that. Tyson Chronicle, what was it called? The Mike Tyson Storytime on Adult yeah, Swim? Yeah, like Scooby-Doo. But yeah, yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike Tyson actually, Mysteries. Yeah, I actually yeah, watched I, that. I'll give you one more, Mike, and then, then we'll move on to the MGK, because I have, a, I have a something about the MGK stuff. Okay. So, one time, Artie and Norm are at a party. Uh, they're at this big <laughs> party, right? Chris Farley's there. Andy Dick is there. Your boy, that's, Andy that, Dick. That's your boy. <laughs> Everybody's there. So, Artie's supposed to, like, watch Chris. I, I, I they literally like, put Artie Lang in charge of Because they were saying Farley. Chris Farley was going off the rails. Artie, you keep an eye on, on Chris. Yeah. Norm, you keep an eye on both of them. Right. <laughs> so... Chris and Andy Dick take off into the bathroom. <laughs> they go into the bathroom. And, and, Artie, and Artie doesn't know what to do, so he runs up to Norm. Right? He goes, Norm, Norm, I just saw Chris Farley and Andy Dick go into the bathroom together, and they were giggling. And the first thing out of Norm's mouth was, oh, my God, I hope he's high. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into this. Um, so this Machine Gun Kelly, slip, uh, Corey Taylor Slipknot thing. So oh, machine- that? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, talk- I'm talking about the Conor McGregor shit. No, that because that's, that's fake. I'm not even wasting time on it. It is, is so fake. fucking staged. It was such bullshit. Machine Gun Kelly was doing, uh, was it Riot Fest, which is Slipknot's fucking thing that they helped f- had found. Sure, yeah. Uh, machine Gun Kelly was started taking shots at them about, oh, rather be here than be some 50-year-old weirdo wearing a mask on stage. What kind of bullshit is that? So, you know, whatever. So then um, Machine Gun Kelly posts this thing about how Corey Taylor was mad because he did a verse for uh, Machine Gun Kelly, and then it got cut because it was so terrible, right? So I'm like, oh, I hope that's not true. Well, Corey Taylor came with some receipts today. I don't know if you saw this, Taylor. Corey Taylor um, said, like, I don't really like airing out private shit, but since we got to do this, I uh, posted an email chain with Travis Barker, where Travis was asking him, you know, do this, this, and that. And Corey's like, cool, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And he said, this is what he wants to do. And then they came back to Corey with saying they wanted to change the writing on it, change where the bridge was, basically what Corey composed. And then Corey responded very calmly. He's like, listen, I just don't know if I'm the guy for this. I wish him the best, whatever. So Machingo Kelly takes shots and then lies about it, and now he doesn't have the receipt. Maybe he has receipts on his end too, but I don't want to hear from the dude that once tattooed his tongue black about a bunch of 15-year-old, 50-year-old guys in a metal band being fucking weird. Shut the fuck up, dude. Like, yeah. please shut the fuck up. Like, you fucking suck so much at the genre that you came into the fucking... I don't even want to get to that part of it because it's, it's you know, it's um, what you like. You know what I mean? Listen, like I, I, I'm I'm all for that. You know, we all, we all have different tastes. Sure. But one thing I can tell you about... Uh, what I know about Machine Gun Kelly fans is that they're the fucking lowest common denominator type of well, people. This is my my sticking point. What I think 
the, what, what you can agree on with this, I think most people will, is like, yeah, he's relevant now. He, his music will not be remembered 10 years from now. Because no. he's doing music now that was, you know, big. And I still love this genre of music. But 10 years ago, you're, you're late to the game. And I'm not saying that you washed out in your other one. I'm not even going to take that shot. But just because you don't like what someone had to say about you at some point, didn't even call you out by name. Corey said something about people switch genres because they weren't getting enough heat somewhere else, whatever. But then you lie about it when Corey literally said, all right, boom, here you go. Yeah. Um, I, and also, you're making a big mistake fucking with Slipknot fans. Yeah. If you're going to be doing Riot Fest with the fucking Slipknot fans dude, there. It's funny, because like I, three days ago, I could have cared less that's about That's like fucking with Kelly. Juggalos, dude. But like, yeah, now, you don't fuck with Juggalos. Like, Juggalos is family. Now you come for Slipknot, and it's like, bro, I'm not fucking... I, I just... I, I, will, like, I, won't, you guys, I won't listen to it. I won't stand for that. You guys make fun of like my music all the time, and I don't... I don't oh, oh well, I, God. Sorry, we only make fun of your music. You don't ever do the same. No, no I don't make fun <laughs> of your guys' music. But I'm just saying... <laughs> you literally said, asshole. last time I wasn't here, you said Taylor listens to generic bullshit. Generic album to Taylor. When, 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 when all you listen to is nothing but nonsense and garbage. I don't only and that, listen no, to you listen to nonsense and garbage, and then you tell everybody when, that their music taste is shit. When in actuality, Michael, G Unit shit. Yeah, Static I agree X, with that. Shit. No, Static X is cool. No, Static G-Unit X was shit. Good. Static no. X, early Static no. X was dope. Lloyd nope. Banks was good. You were too young to appreciate so Static X. No, 50 had one good record. That was it. What do you mean? What, 50 I had one agree good record. Uh, Get Rich or Die Trying. I agree. Everything at, no, the, the Massacre is good. No, it's not. It's, it's not it's bad. It's so overrated. What do you mean? It's so overrated. Best 50 Cent album, the, go. The documentary by the game is better than the fucking Massacre. The documentary is one of the best. Eight Mile or get rich or die trying. Error of rap, so it's hard to fucking. But what? But what? What I'm saying is, is that you get. It's either, it's either get rich or die trying, or the massacre. Which one is it? They're both good. Get rich or die trying is better for sure, but the massacre is good. That's no, but it's not. Wait, he's the G Unit fan. When you were still in high school, I was working in the city, getting mixtapes off the side of the road. He's actually not wrong there. All right, dude, quit bragging. I was also like taking in the New York scene of of hip hop. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I can and imagine being, like, uh, around I, it, too, as part of the Guys that I element. worked with hung out with Uncle Murda and Movado okay. and all those kind of guys and shit. So that's the... So you kind of were having, like, the culture, me. like, whispered sure. into your ear, too. So, like, you know, I liked all of G-Unit shit. When there was Dipset versus G-Unit, I went with G-Unit. And, you know, you don't have to do that, but I did it. And I just... That's I, I know. I, you were so I courageous. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, <laughs> listen, all this time later, Gina would still body dip set in the verses because they got fucking annihilated by the law. Oh, yeah, no, but uh, 50 Cent told all the members of G Unit already. Like, he's alien. I've been seeing a lot of stuff pop up about Ja Rule and 50 Cent again. I've been seeing it all over social media. That I didn't realize that was a thing again. Cent I thought they squashed ever, that shit. Can ever take a low blow at anybody that he's previously gone against? He will. I know, and I don't know. Like, I, I get it's like his, I guess it's his gimmick. I don't know if you have to all the time because, like, uh, like 50 Cent will always take shots at someone he ever beefed with, right? Yeah. Even if they the, squashed the it. The best thing 50 Cent did since Get Richard Died Trying was the Floyd Mayweather videos. I know. And <laughs> I, learned to read. And, and I still I still don't know since what we, he... Since we know you can't read that Harry Potter book, we're going to make you read Cat in a Hat. This is, this is the big difference here, though. So 50 Cent was a legitimate gangster, right? Floyd, 13 times, I'll Floyd, give you that. But he ain't no more. Floyd Mayweather still rolls with actual murderers regularly. Yeah, dude. And he's probably, like, I, I'm pretty sure Floyd would be broke within five years. He's with Chelsea Handler. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> if you keep fucking with Floyd, you'll probably get shot again at some no, point. So my, my point of this whole thing was, is that... MGK? No, is that, like, you can make fun of my shit all you want, but sure. when you're... When MGK and like you hear his shit recycled on the radio, over yeah, it's, and over. it's top thirties. He's, he's like, I'm not. I'm just saying, we're like old men, right? Yeah, Compared we are. To 
the young kids coming out of high I'm, school I'm and not shit. I'm thirty yet here. I'm the only one that's not. Yeah, yeah but, know, you, but you're not. But, you're not twenty either. But you're not. You're not ten years younger than you are now. I feel ten years and, younger. Yeah, but you I'm, look thirteen years what older. What I'm saying is, out of high school. <laughs> no offense. Out <laughs> of high school. What does that yeah. mean? Out of high school. Out of high school. Kids With your are system of a down beard, you look old as fuck. Fuck and off. And then like. <laughs> At a high school, people are listening to MGK, and like people are relating to it for whatever reason. Sure, because he's making very cookie sure, cutter but, stuff. But like, we're not that old compared to like our parents and shit. Yeah, of course. But like, there's people older than us that like Slipknot and stuff like that. When you come after a band as influential as Slipknot to like almost the whole genre of music. Yeah, that they were they broke through on the mainstream when still, that kind of music didn't. And they still put up albums today that are relevant. And they still sell out. And they and still they s- sell out and everything. It's just it's for us it's different because it like you you just Well he doesn't have an actual like loyal fan base, MGK. So, he has okay, fans. So, no, so here's the thing. MGK has a cult following of his hip hop that really believe that he was one of the best hip hop like artists out I believe there. that, and, sure. And, listen, and to be fair, he is very good. And, but as far as when it comes to actually recording music on a hip-hop level, he's not that great. He's a great MC. He really can freestyle. He really has honed his craft. He's very no, good. No, there's no doubt that he can rap. Like, and no I, Listen, I, I'm in the minority when I say wholeheartedly, he bodied Eminem in that fucking beef. And see, fucking I've, bodied him, I It wasn't even close. See, I, I thought... I I thought Eminem fucking buried but, him but he, under but the ground. I don't no, think it was. I, no, I no, listen, no, listen, you can say that all you want, but all, listen, all that happened was was that uh, listen, I was like, listen, I bodied Eminem. Let me go conquer another genre real quick, the mind fuck of Jimmy Iovine again, and now Interscope has another number one record. That's it was literally all done on purpose. It was all done on purpose. I, I don't disagree with that. I just, uh, he will not be remembered ten years from now. I don't. I think. don't disagree with that. I think just right now because the. Ticket to My Downfall is actually a very, very, very. Is that good his record. his his emo that, that, album? It's it's very. Good. I also want to say his song uh, with Halsey is fucking awesome. I'm, I'm gonna say it, and I, it might piss people off, but I'm care. glad Travis Barker's flying again, so he might go down again. I'm yeah. done with him. How I'm, dare I'm you? Done, I'm done with no, Travis I'm done with I'm him. Not done. <laughs> no, uh, he's a Kardashian now. <laughs> Who cares? He's Chris a Kardashian. Was a Kardashian. Uh, Who's the fuck about you know, him? He got goaded into a gimmick. It could have been Dino Gallinari. It could have been Gallinari oh, for what? sure. Oh my god, Kim Kardashian. Uh, she, people reached she, out to him first. He said no. No one got hosed worse. No, that's weird. Chris Humphrey's thing was a stunt. He got fucked so badly. I didn't, I didn't know that. I thought no, it was, like it was real. She no. did that for a TV show. I was, she, I was like, first of all, it's not even the fact she's dating a basketball player that it's a white guy. You're dating a basketball player who's a white guy who plays for the Nets. Yeah, and he was actually good for them at that the, point, the people too. People reached out double, to double Dino machine. Gallinari first, and if it was Dino yeah, Gallinari... They, it, was, it was all a gimmick what they, the what they did to him. Um, I, I, Yo, actually, I don't truly... caught dead in New Jersey if not I don't truly hope I don't truly hope Travis Barker dies. I'm just done with it all the time. Like I'm not... Just because of my, I don't agree with that entirely because I like I love uh, Matt Skiba. I'm not calling Trio Truther, dog. Yeah, but hey, but listen, good. soon they're going to be nothing Skiba. without more coppers. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's in remission. It's in remission. Yeah, for it's now. It's in remission. <laughs> I actually <laughs> hope that doesn't happen. I love more coppers. That, that I hate that fucking song. When I, when I, when I, what, what song? Where are you? Oh, st- shut the fuck I, up. That, no, let me see. So I was on Blink when you were still listening to Ricky Martin, okay? <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> I listen to Ricky Martin. Well, I'm, I'm just going with it. You're the one who came, who walked out of his wedding to Mambo Number 5. Okay. And Tell me when that was a Ricky Martin you're, song. You're the one who fucking plays party all the time. What does you're that have to do with Ricky the, Martin? You're the fucking one who says, 
Living La Vida Loca and sings Bobby Knight every fucking day. I've never sang Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight's a basketball coach. You literally. Bobby Brown. (laughs) (laughs) What the one? You're like, if dream come shit. That's Brian McKnight. Same fucking shit. I'm going to Bobby Knight. You would throw this chair across the court. At least that makes sense. (laughs) No, let me explain what I'm saying. Blink-182 to me ends, doesn't end, it, it takes such a drop off for me after Enema of the State. I did not like, I did not like Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Oh, I love it. I, I didn't Take like. Take Off Your Pants and Jacket's my favorite. Uh, you know, it's, it, <laughs> See, now you triggered you. That one, I didn't. I, See, now he went after you. I want less Tom oh, singing Blink-182. I, yo, okay, so it's funny, right? So I like Tom in Angels so and Airwaves. I don't like him in Blink. I'm the same exact way. So thanks to Taylor, like thanks to in Taylor introducing Angels and Airwaves to the show. I've become a huge Angels and Airwaves fan. Yeah, I like Angels and Airwaves. And I love Angels and Airwaves because of Tom singing. But I hate the songs that Tom sings see, by Blink-182. See, I, see, I, I'm the except other. First Date. That's probably my favorite. First Date's a good song. See, I, I don't mind see, First I'm Date. I'm the other way around. I always prefer Tom to Mark. I don't know what it was. Like I said, when they split, I said, fuck, Post 44 sucks. Angels in their ways is fucking great. I don't I like went plus forty four. What? I went plus forty four when that See, happened. See, it's it's weird. It was it's, a weird it split. Was a the weird fans split. went. You know what I'm saying? But like I like Tom better. Know, I also, for me, but I, I like plus forty four's music. No, there's like, not wrong with box car racer. Box car racer rules. My whole thing is that I feel like when when Mark is singing, Blink One Eighty Two sounds more like a punk band. Yes, when exactly. Tom is singing, they sound more like a rock band. Emo, whatever you want to call it, which is what I prefer. And also, like just simply for the fact that I like Tom's pageantry i like the fact that he it's this big grand scoping thing and he tries to make this this big fucking show and he tries to make it as big as possible i like that they always had fun but but like like, and that's what i love about it also because tom is literally the funniest out of all three of them like i think mark's the funniest because he's dry i like the the dry delivery actually so there was one if you watch an old video of them like back in the day mark smoking a cigarette and he goes you know Sometimes when I really, really feel myself, I just punch myself in the nuts. No, he, um, but like, so Dude Ranch will always be my favorite Blink album. Dude Ranch to me, and what would Cheshire, like, Cheshire Cat no, before say, that? Cheshire, yeah, Cheshire Cat, Cat is fucking well, Cheshire sensational. Cat, Cheshire Cat, they, that's not the official name. They, of course, it's. The, the, the fans called it that because yeah. there was a Cheshire Cat on the front. Yeah. But, um, well, it's like, like the Blue Album with Weezer. It's the, not the it's Blue same Album, it's the same shit. principle, yeah. So, like, for me, the reason why I love Blink so much, basically from the self titled down is perfect. Like, the first album, Blink album I ever held in my hand was the self titled. That was when I was with with, with feeling this and down. And that I hated. I, I hated that album. Those were in Madden, dude. Yeah, they were in Madden. Bro, like like Madden that, all that six, shit. Or and five, then, like, oh five. Dude, miss you. I miss you. Might be the best song they've ever written. I for longevity. Sake. Always. I I hate. Always that. is a great. <laughs> always always song. is a good song. That's my favorite. That's Yo, my favorite actually, song. no. Uh, another girl, another planet was really great. Yeah, off the greatest hits. And then there's actually another song which it's not stay together for the kids. It's at the end. I forget what the fuck it's called. Stay together for the Adam song is fucking great. No no no. There's another song on it was it was the um it was the greatest hits album it was a black cover just with the with the blink yeah, logo had that, had that. at the very end of it was always and there was another track at the end and i can't remember what the fuck it was and it was unreleased uh, it was see, specifically on i the didn't love when hits. they went to the, the like, i didn't like i miss you i still don't like i miss you i fucking love that song it was i i don't like the I, I can't explain. I hate his voice in that specifically. Like Mark's part, I like, but then the <laughs> yeah, the so I know, so, yeah, so Travis, I hate that. Travis Barker, <laughs> like he did his solo shit. Like after you know, he went on tour with this, but he did this thing with Slaughterhouse. I'm not sure if any of you guys remember. Slaughterhouse Five. Uh, are you talking about like the Joe Budden? Yeah, shit? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Did, Slaughterhouse he did, Five. He, they did a, an album right where he did the the drums on every song, and he had real rappers from Slaughterhouse, Royce the Five Nine, Joe yeah, Budden, yeah, yeah. and. 
that album was fucking amazing, but it didn't get it didn't get like the it didn't get the media acclaim. Yeah, you know well, I mean? which it should have, but also because Joe Bun's out of his fucking mind. Then Travis Barker would do solo projects with all different artists. Yeah, yeah. Years. And then he's like more recently he's doing this shit with MGK, and I you know I don't give a fuck what MGK does. I know when his songs come up on Alt ninety two three, I cannot fucking. Stand no, I can't it. either. I I hear it and it just. That's like, uh, I'll be in the car with the landlord, and she just has it on, you know, Z100, 92.3, whatever, and all of it is so fucking just droning, similar crap. Like, there's that chick uh, who sounds like Paramore. She just had to give uh, Haley Williams a writing credit. Cynthia, uh... Are, are, you, are you talking about the eh, me baby like a damn sociopath? I, I th- yeah, that one. It's essentially misery business. Yeah, she just had to give Haley Williams a writing credit. Well, the, it's the, awful. It was all over fucking. I, I, I'm not on TikTok, but there's a lot of like there's a lot of TikToks on Instagram Reels that I'm really yeah. Into I know. At the I, I scream at the landlord to turn her fucking volume down because so, I hate them, dude. So like I, like I was watching it, and literally every single basic ass white girl that got a pumpkin spice latte. It was just literally. Did well, the it was same in a TV shit. commercial with that song for well, a while. Bring, bring me the horizons in fucking TikTok videos now with their die for you. I'm like embarrassed to have their fucking tattoos. No, no, no. <laughs> get them removed. No, 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 like, like, it's you, fucking embarrassing. No, no, no. no I, I'm, I'm not embarrassed. I thought you were making fun of me for a second, and then I. No, 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 no. You have to eternal at least, dog. Like, yeah. Yeah. If you had like ammo, then yeah, I would have a problem with that. <laughs> like for real. But like, no, like. For me, Bring the Horizon doesn't bother me nearly as much anymore because it just it feels like a bunch of metal kids that just took a shitload of acid and like, yo, let's do some I feel like he's, he's coming for a troll and he's going to put out like a real album. Or, or they're these, trying these, to make bro, more money. Yeah. He's <laughs> making so, bro, they were making so much money at when the Zen Paternal comes out and then fucking um, That's the Spirit was like the next Yeah, but they weren't making Z100 money. No, like when you're getting top 100 play. Shit got but real. Like the, no, the, it he just, did that song with the fucking Young... Young, young Blood. Young Blood. He yeah, did a song blood. with it's them. Just, it's the and, same guy. And that's got more views than any of the shit that he's done recently because well, it's they all, it's have also because they're English. And that's an actual good song, the one that he it did is. with the Young Blood guy. I don't yeah. even like the Young Blood guy. He has a song with MGK and shit, but I'm saying it all intertwines with each other. And it's all fucking new you, shit that's way above our pay grade. Well, uh, do you know like <laughs> when it goes when it goes like Yo, things like like Yager shirt. Yeah, when yeah, it goes yeah, to like that. like TikTok, TikTok uh, this past uh, two months surpassed average views uh, view time past YouTube. People are spending more time watching TikTok than YouTube. And when you think about Chinese what, spyware, it's Chinese spyware one, but it also to me it is signaling such a denigration of the mind that they are being entertained. By in an hour, by multiple 30 to 60 second clips that have no depth, no substance, not saying there's not creativity in some of them. I've seen some of them on Twitter and whatever. Some people make very, very creative ones. But there's no actual substance to these things. And there's a ton of mindless bullshit on YouTube, don't get me wrong, but there's podcasts on YouTube. There's all these different things, substantial things. You can watch full episodes of things. You can watch old movies on YouTube. And now TikTok has overtaken the amount of time people are spending watching it. And it's all 30 to 60 second clips of nonsense of people lip syncing and people, you know, thinking they're being funny. And I had the same thing. Vine tried making everyone think they were a fucking comedian and some people made fucking careers out of it. The cocksucker Paul brothers made whole fucking careers out of it. I was thrilled that that fucking pay-per-view with Woodley and Jake Paul. I'm absolutely thrilled. I'm also thrilled that Holyfield and Vitor Belfort fucking tanked. I still can't believe that was allowed to happen. That was embarrassing. 
And of course, people are like, can you believe that he beat Evander Holyfield? Yes, I can. He's 60 years old. He's 60 was, years old. Uh, and if you saw him in interviews, he could barely talk. I think it was Ariel Hawani tweeted out like like uh, Holyfield hitting the pads, and he just quote tweeted it and just said, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, dude. Like, <sighs> it, 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 like, like this is an old man. I hate who, Holyfield because I was a huge Tyson fan. Right. Well, no, well, well yeah, you hated the better boxer. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No, but like, it, like, if you just watch, like, again, if you just watch this guy hit pads, like, take away the fact that he's definitely got CTE, he's got the shit kicked out of him for and he's he's broke. 40 years, and he has no fucking that money. That guy had no business fighting when he retired. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Right, yeah. Like, I mean, and I, Vitor, and Vitor is so things, juiced like, up again, too. Like, he's so sauced up. It's, it's TRT Vitor. Oh, my God. Shout out to Carlos Condit for retiring. Yeah, Carlos Condit. And Joseph Benavidez announced the retirement yeah. this so week. So my favorite, my favorite MMA story of all time is has to do with Carlos Condit. Carlos Condit and a bunch of UFC fighters fly over to Afghanistan or the Middle East to train with that soldiers. That is the, the Afghanistan is in the Middle East. Well, I, think. Well, I don't remember. I don't remember. Thank you. I don't remember if it was in Afghanistan or Iraq, Pakistan. but whatever they were, it could have been anywhere. They weren't in Pakistan. It's not, Definitely weren't in Pakistan. That's not important. Doesn't fucking story. matter. Middle so, East. So they, they were Israel. in the Middle East, and they like a bunch of yeah Israel. All right. So <laughs> they went to the Gaza Strip specifically. Yes. <laughs> but no, they so they went over there. Uh, they went overseas to you know see the, uh, see, the see the troops and shit, right? And it's like yeah, like well we'll we'll train in hand to hand combat, we'll spar and shit, right? So one guy's so Carlos Condit's got the gear on, and he's like, so who wants to spar? And some fucking guy's like, yeah, yeah. I'll, oh, some I'll, fucking jarhead. Some, some big some, fucking some jarhead. Some big fucking lunk, some fucking gray mongoloid motherfucker. He must have had 30 pounds on Carlos. Bro, gets in the ring, right, and is like, how hard do you want to go to Carlos? And Carlos is like, you hit me as hard as I, you want me to hit you, right? And the second the bell rings, this guy cold clocks Carlos. Oh, he was throwing bang. heat at Carlos. Bro, hits him flesh on the fucking jaw. Hits him hard, right? And Carlos doesn't and even Carlos flinch. Carlos just, like, takes it and just... Okay, shakes it, and then you see him start bobbing and knocks a fucking Marine out. Yeah, bro. with a straight Dun, right. Bro, doesn't think twice Con- about it. Condit like, was like, one of the... Bro, just man. fucking... This the natural-born killer, dude. He bro, was yo. one of the most purely violent fighters. Yo, this guy and he, he And he, it was funny because Sleep. he wasn't great at any one thing, but he was really good at everything. Yeah. And he knew he had such a killer instinct that is something that... You can't really teach. You either have it or you don't. And he had a sick chin. He had sick recovery. When, I remember when he knocked that stun gun with that flying knee. <laughs> yeah. He was so much fun. His fights in WEC. Um, I, I absolutely love Carlos Condit. One of my buddies had one of his first amateur fights back in like 2004 against Carlos Condit. When you think about how long we've been watching that dude fight. And that this is the end of his career now. Joseph Benavidez, same thing. One of the best guys to never win a championship. Basically just had Mighty Mouse yeah, in his yeah, way. Yeah. Dude. And uh, just an incredible, incredible fighter. Dude, Both one, of them. One of my favorite things I used to tell I used to tell him all the time when I was like first getting into like mixed martial arts and stuff, and I would see Carlos fight, and I go, Carlos kind of looks like the kind of guy like you see him down the street. He's like, yeah, that's a normal guy. He's probably like an HVAC guy, or, like an electrician. And he's this mean and motherfucker. Then the, the second he gets in that thing, he just turns into his fucking. I know. Machine. It's so funny because I always he's, he's, a, he's a really nice guy, and then right before the fight starts, he puts on like I think it was like him putting on his mean face because he is this nice guy, but he had this just absolute killer instinct. He had uh, he always had wars. The one time I remember fans turned on him was because he actually fought a very smart fight against Nick Diaz. I remember that. <laughs> and people got mad, but, yo, he was this close to knocking out GSP with the head kick. He dropped GSP with yep, the head yep. kick. Interim UFC welterweight champion. They were showing his like highlight video the other night, and the, I was watching the card, 
And they showed they show that fucking dude when he game. knocked out Dan Hardy head kick with the, when he one punched Dan Hardy and they're both and he got clipped yeah. by Hardy yeah, too. He Hardy hit him at the same time, but Hardy went down like a fucking heap. And that was yeah. coming off Hardy going five hard rounds with GSP. Um, I, I I'll miss Carlos Condit genuinely. Yeah. Um, but we got a good UFC this weekend. Hell I am very 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 excited. I'm the, de- I'm debating if I'm gonna be able to have, if I'm gonna watch it because I think was it Saturday night? Yeah. Because I think I'm gonna be up in Bethel. Yeah, I'm, there's I'm, an I'm, MGK I'm, concert. I'm, you gotta stream. He knew he was a go-to. You got to stream. <laughs> I, I, I would stream. Actually, I, I, don't, I don't hate MGK's new stuff. But anyway, like, no, I'm, I'm going up to Bethel with my father. We're going to see uh, the Black Crows. Oh, that's cool. Oh, okay. Actually, it's yeah. a good show. That's a, yeah, they, Black Crows okay. up at Bethel. My, my dad did, um, did security for Leave on Helm for years, and he actually, uh, Black Crows were... Uh, the staple. Yeah. In the, the, what would the you barn. consider before we get to the UFC? Last thing we'll Black do is Crows Crows? The, the biggest. Um, They're brothers, right? The Black Crows. Yeah. Well, they hate each other in well, real life. They used to. Now they don't. Now okay. they're cool. They, dude, they did for like what, thirty. What years. is when he was doing security for him? He would actually have to give messages to his brother because they were like actually had to play a show in fifteen minutes and they were fucking screaming at each other. Bro, they refused to talk to each other for like twenty. So what years. would yeah. you? What is the biggest Black Crows hit? Uh, probably hard to handle. I would say so. So there was there was a song there was a song they had in I want to say it was like the late nineties. That was kind of when they blew up. Do that or she talks to angels. No, there was one that dude. I'm not kidding. I remember it so well that I heard this on the radio on K Rock like five times in one day, and all weekend was stop kicking my heart around. I don't know oh, if you remember. That's a good song, and though. you know who plays guitar in that song? Uh, Trent Reznor. Nope, Jimmy Page. Oh fuck! The Jimmy, one time Jim- I said Trent Reznor, <laughs> it's not fucking him. No, Jimmy Page. I was gonna, I was gonna guess Maynard next. No, Maynard doesn't play guitar. He's a singer. Singer. No, Moby's a singer. No, Ma- Moby Ma- is Ma- no Moby Ma- is a bald-headed. F- yeah, sure. <laughs> I actually said that word last week by accident. Uh, I dropped it. it. Didn't sound like by accident to me. <laughs> I know it just came out. But uh, Manfro, UFC this weekend. Uh, the fight card is all just the main card is awesome. I don't even know what's on the undercard. I need to see the prelims. Okay, the prelims are really good. Oh, dude, yeah, dude. Ma- Marlon Marias against um uh, the guy another Dagestani dog yeah. or Dagestani. Apparently that's offensive. Dan Hooker is fighting on the undercard, um uh, on the the main prelims. But the main card, first fight of the night, Jessica Andrade against Cynthia Cal- Cal- Cavalio. Do you, anybody see your OnlyFans? I don't wanna. Yeah, <laughs> it was not not gonna. Don't wanna. So Vinny's like, "Yo, Jessica Andrade's on OnlyFans. You just search like Jessica Andrade nude, and it'll show up." And I was like, "Hey, you know, I watched her fight, and then I saw it, and I was like, back, 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 yeah, back, like, back. Huh, let's watch your fights. Let's watch your fights." Yeah, yeah, right, your fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she, um, made a, she she paid off her house with the fucking good. Only good, no, good for her. Yeah, legitimately, no. Andrade. I, I'll say her fights are always super violent. So there's there's very few female fighters where I'm like I'm hyped for their fights. Hers are pretty good. Next fight. Curtis Blades against Rosenstruck. Whoa. That is a fucking... That's some black-on-black black violence. <laughs> That's right a there, fucking maybe. dog fight, dude. I can't wait for that one. Uh, Blades can definitely win it, but Rosenstruck can knock anyone out. I just like that when Quentin Rampage would fight anybody black. He said, yeah. it's going to be some black-on-black <laughs> black 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 violence. My favorite Rampage quote still was after the Dan Henderson fight when that Rogan's complimenting his grappling. And then Rampage goes, I don't know if you know this about me, Joe Rogan, but I've got jujitsu. <laughs> 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 um, so then the uh, the three ma- it's three main events here five round co co main event seventeen years in the making a rematch from two thousand and fucking four it'll never happen again Nick Diaz fighting for the first time since the Anderson Silva fight 
against former UFC welterweight champion Ruthless Robbie Lawler. Yo, is Mazzagatti going to ref this shit? No, and, Matt, and yell at Nick to say, he, hey, no talking. I didn't know that was a rule. But Joe Rogan will not be doing commentary on this weekend. That's uh, fine. Uh, he's going to be done with the UFC at the end of this year, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah, I'm confident in that, he actually. Does, he does, doesn't fucking need the cash no more. I know, but he, yeah. lo- he loves the fights. I, mean, I don't think he listen, does anymore. No, listen, to be fair, listen, as some, he's been there from the jump. So yeah, like, UFC you, you, you get 7. Fucking, you he had get, hair you, when he started, dude. So did Dana White. One of my favorite, when he was like he was like what like John Butcher Gross is or like so like Aaron Andrews like on the sideline reporter back in the old days and <laughs> yeah. someone would fucking so and like the fucking person behind the camera got it wrong he goes and here we have his Tank Abbott well this it's is well fucking, this, it's not Tank well Abbott. this is so Rogan like, eventually like, he got moved to the commentary and then what they did they brought in Eddie Bravo but he actually worked in the truck to tell the cameraman what to put on the camera for well, when breaking yeah, down yeah, the yeah. ground game. So I think Rogan will be done. Rogan doesn't watch the sport anymore. I'm dead ass serious. Well, I mean, he doesn't. I, I mean, it's it's like you got more. Like he literally just had Amanda Knox on his show. Like, yeah, he, it's he's, he's, got, he's, he's got making more, he's doing more than good other things. But uh, yeah, he's got Diaz, shit to do. Lawler, I am so hyped to see Nick Diaz back. And the fact it shouldn't have been anyone else other than Robbie Lawler. Yeah. It was the only fight to make. It's. It's better than putting him against a young Shit, buck who could could spark him. Yeah, we're almost done. No, no, no I'd say I got to roll soon. So uh, yeah, that's so right. I'm saying no. It's like when you guys do your football, I'm gonna spoil. Oh no, we're not doing football. That's a live stream tomorrow. Um, ah. yeah, yeah. Um, so Nick Diaz, Robbie Lawler, who do you think is gonna win? I think. Well, I want Nick to win as a as a Diaz fan. Okay. The, uh, fan. Yeah, the uh, your, uh, Diaz army. I love Robbie Lawler, but like I like I don't think I've ever had rooting interest in him in any fights that he's I been did. in. I uh, did. One I, time. I spent seven hours with Spooner in Newark. <laughs> against, no, just, no. To watch Rod, just to watch Colby Covington kick the shit out of Robbie. And I, to- I warned you. I was like, Colby's the worst possible matchup for Actually, Robbie. Actually, that whole day wasn't a total farce because like, Spooner is. like It wasn't terrible. And we just tra- we, like, I think we just trashed Colucci for like an hour. It's <laughs> like, like a and normal then, like, day. On, and then on top of that, like we got to see Mickey Gall fight in Jersey and yeah. beat the shit out of a guy. It was it was a good It time. was a good fight yeah. card. Except for Colby just beating the shit out of Robbie. Yeah, I saw that. Five I'm just, like, I, I was you think Robbie's going to win based on activity and Nate uh, not fu- no. Nick not fighting for a long time? I don't time. know because like, uh, you know, like Dominic Cruz would say, there's no such thing as ring rust. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but, but there is. I've seen it too many times. So, I know. I just I think Nick, Nick just hard-nosed fuck. I you know, I'm gonna go Nick by submission in the second round, and it's gonna be a Gogo Plata, and you're gonna be high off. Oh my God, no! <laughs> this isn't Gomi in Pride 33. That's one of my favorite things. There's of been all time, one dude. Gogo Plata in the UFC ever. It's one of my favorite stories. Oh uh, no, dude, that was that is still to this day the best MMA card I've ever that's watched. When Gomi Pride was 33. Through everybody, right? but yeah, that, well, so Gomi had lost recently to uh, Marcus Aurelio in Pride. He got submitted with an arm triangle choke. It was his first loss. Since BJ Penn in 2004, I want to say 2005. Um, but uh, yeah, this I'm. I think Nick is gonna win because I know when Robbie Lawler don't got it anymore. Robbie had a weird run when he left the UFC before he before he got one on a little run in Strike Force. He had this really bad run where he was losing a fucking Mayhem Miller. And yeah. yeah, it was like... He wasn't a bad fighter, though, but he wasn't like Robbie well, Lawler. Well, Miller just got arrested again for domestic violence, so see ya. Um, <laughs> Jason Ellis is the best friend. Yeah, well, that uh, I fucking hated Bully Beatdown. That show was so Yo, fucking Bully fake. Bully Beatdown was great, dude. It was Arlowski so... beating like the shit out of everybody. Yeah. But it, it, I remember the bully, one of the times the bully fucking ended up beating Yo, the fucking... So the guy, that, the guy that Arlowski beat up, 
Yeah. Is a brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu who trains out of American kickboxing. I know, academy. I know. It's, it's all fucking work. Yeah. I get it. I know. And mayhem, I just, it I never like liked. Bully beat down, MTV scarred. Do you remember the yeah, brawl? Remember, wait, wait, do you remember the fucking mayhem Next? Diaz brawl on yeah. fucking uh, Elite XC? Dude, yeah, uh, so dude that was great. But Jake I think, Shields, right? Uh, yep, Jake, Jake Shields. I think that Diaz is going to win because his volume... He's a guy that, you know, he hasn't fought, but he always runs triathlons. I do He's worry, in fucking shape. I man. do worry a little bit because I've seen interviews with him where he always sounds dumb, but it was, like, kind of concerning. And he also has been partying like crazy, which when he was in his fighting regularly, he smoked, but he didn't drink. But he's been drinking, and that is a little bit different on your body. Well, well, he no, put a little weight on, no? Yeah, he looks a little thick. A little so, bit. like, I, 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 like they did the triathlons, but Nate and, and Nick would go and swim to Alcatraz. Yeah, and yeah. Back. <laughs> and back. Yeah. And back. They're so fucking, that they're just like they're just bred differently. Yo, no, they are. They're so completely like, different. So, so there was this guy when we went to the UFC a long time ago, right? We're hanging out with uh, BSL and uh, Lazy the, or Crazy yeah. Lazy the Savage. Whatever yeah. his name is, right? It, it was it was um, Bloodstained Lane, Lazy the Savage, and Front Row Brian. Right, and yes, we were. Yeah, that was a wild night. So like. I'm talking. To, I'm talking. And to Joe Silva. And Joe Silva. Yeah. yeah. And then his only tweet was, "I make the fights." Yes. Right. So uh, I, w- I was and, like, it was late one night, and Jelani was sleeping in my fucking bed, and I was like, "Fuck." What the hell's going on? So like, I, I went downstairs, and there's BSL and Lazy, and I'm like, you know, let, let's let's talk to these guys a little bit. So I'm talking to Lazy, and he was telling me about like how crazy the Diaz brothers are. He's like, it ain't a gimmick. And he <laughs> and he was over there in Stockton because he was trying to like film something for the UFC with them, or like something he, were, he was going to yeah, yeah. on it or whatever. And he said, for Nick, Nick told him to be at his house at 8 a.m., right? So he shows up at like 7.30, just to be safe. He said that he gets, he gets to the house, and literally at 8 o'clock, he rings the doorbell. Nick is out the door with his fucking bike in his bike suit, full fucking <laughs> Probably with sprint. the joint, joint in his mouth. <laughs> full fucking sprint, and he just starts pedaling, right? Yeah, and he just starts fucking going. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, keep up, motherfucker. The, the Diaz he's brothers like, don't gas. They doesn't don't. give a fuck. I only ever saw Nick Diaz gas once, and it was against KJ Noons because he cut to 155. <laughs> so like, he had no energy left. Yeah, he was he was shot, and he what's got stopped the, what's on the cuts. natural 170. Yeah, he normally fights at 170, but he's gone up to 185. Still to this day, one of the best fights I've ever seen was Nick Diaz Paul Daly. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, so I think Nick will win. Uh, co-main event: Valentina Shevchenko. Love her against Lauren. Lauren, Mur- Lauren Murphy's good, but Valentina, like Valentina is like the different the discrepancy in talent. For Valentina is like Amanda Nunes and everyone else. So, and what's so funny is the only person that has given that the, o- the, the only yeah. person that has given Amanda Nunes a fight was uh, Jermaine Verbet, uh, Durandamine, whatever her name is. Yeah, Jermaine Durandamine. And, and um, Valentina's given Amanda two tough fights. She didn't get knocked out, and that's pretty much half the battle. But the other thing too with like Valentina, Valentina is like what Ronda should have been if Ronda trained correctly. You know what I'm saying? Or like yeah. Amanda Nunes. No, I'm saying like it's th- th- there's such a steep step oh, yeah, in competition. Yeah. That like you, like you need like a Matt Sarah way, type fucking the, haymaker. So the way women's MMA has evolved so quickly as far as like training is like what you saw. So we think about like Tito Ortiz was like the pound for pound king for so long, right? But even prime Tito wouldn't compete with the light heavyweights of today. No. And Ronda, where she was, was the perfect storm of talent and determination at the right time. But then the sport caught up really quick. Well, once she fought like uh, Holly Holm, Holly, who well, was like a professional boxer. Yeah, yeah, and she tried kickboxing with him. And then, like, then you realize, okay, Ronda doesn't have hands, and that's something that... Head movement! Head movement! Yeah. Okay, it's a very fucking ass. You ruined Travis Brown, asshole! (laughs) Fuck Travis. Fuck Travis Brown. I know, he beat the shit out of his last wife. Yeah, We're Ronda Rousey, funny! Oh, my God. So, then the main event, super pumped for, Alexander Volkanovsky defending the featherweight title against against Brian T-City Ortega. 
That's going to be a wild fight. T for testosterone boosters, by the way. That's going to be a wild fight. Did you watch The Ultimate Fighter? No, but he's told me all about it. All I've heard about The Ultimate Fighter from people I know that watch it is that Brian Ortega comes off wildly unlikable pretty consistently. No, I, 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 from friends I know that watch it and just what I've seen from MMA media says, I thought I liked Brian Ortega more, that he didn't take the coaching really seriously, um, that it seemed like he was kind of there for himself. And Volkanovski was this really like good coach, like really about no, his guys. If you if you watch it, you'll see that it's not it's not that bad. Okay, yeah, okay. Ortega actually does I think, care about. Well, you know guys. what? People with Ortega, a lot of people don't like him because he's kind of like a wigger. Like he kind of yeah, kinda, I, yeah I, they, I, they don't I, like that either. Mike Perry. I fucking hate Mike Perry. He's not even he's not even a wigger. He's he's like he's a Mexican. Yeah, he is. He is. That's they call him a wigger. I think he's gonna knock out Volk in the third round. I don't I don't think so at all. I, I I just think because of how hard of a fight I, I look at the like the two guys like the guy that they both fought they both fought Max Holloway sure right? and I wholeheartedly I think if if, if Volk and Max fight ten times it's, it's the same way every time. time it's gonna be five and five they're both gonna win they're both gonna win fifty five the fight will look the same every single time my thing is with Ortega Ortega looked great against Max but the thing is Max still has that gas and he can keep going and going and going yeah. so literally like again it was a doctor stoppage but like I'm gonna go with Volk because if Volk beat Max and Max beat Ortega there's a that, that, okay. that's just that's just how my brain works so that's that's what we call in the hardcore community MMA math. That's, that's it doesn't, what I'm trying so to... So think about it like this. Max is a high volume, doesn't have knockout power necessarily, but he will hit you 60 times in a round, Fact. and eventually it adds up, and right? And an iron jaw. Iron he jaw, iron cardio. Volk is, he's going to take a shot. Leg kick, leg kick. Hit you with a couple shots. Doesn't have knockout power, right? Doesn't have Frankie Edgar. He fights a lot like Frankie Edgar did. And he's not going to damage a guy like... Um, Ortega the same way Max did because he's not going to sit there, stand in the pocket, plant his feet, and throw six strikes and let you hit him with two. Well, so Max had no fear of Volkanovski's uh, power because there is no f- power to fear. I think no, Ortega's uh, best chance would be in the first two rounds. I think after if it goes into a third, I think it's going. Well, he, well, here's the thing: Ortega has a pretty solid gas tank. It's no, he it, does. It's, it's, oh, he definitely does. The reason why he lost to Max was a doctor stop. But Volkanovski's gas tank's like a. Oh no, he no, doesn't get tired. Well, the fucking guy played rugby. Yeah. yeah, and he lost he's, forty pounds. He's he's a horse, but I, I like think he played rugby. <laughs> That so, fucking guy. So Volk was willing to take some of the punches from Max because he knew it wasn't going to knock him out with one punch. Max hit, or if Ortega hits you, you're in trouble. Yeah, it's a different Ortega guy. Ortega has and, fucking stupid And Ortega power. gets you to the ground, you're, you're in, in trouble. trouble. And he, he's in a Dosecki so, commercial. And he's in a Dosecki. I think that Ortega, this is one of these the fights I see. Interesting man. I see <laughs> Ortega only has one way to win. And but I'm sorry, Volkanovski only has one way to win. Knock him out. No, decision. Ortega, uh, uh, Volkanovski, Volk, has one way to win, decision. It's he will it's he, to go to distance. He cannot finish Brian Ortega. I don't think he can finish him, but I, he... Max he, could barely finish Brian Ortega. But Bingo. But I do, I, Volkanovski, I've seen him finish guys that he wasn't supposed to finish. But, okay, but are they fighting guys... Were they championship caliber, no, winning no, the title? I would, I would say it's close. It's just that... Like, I've like seen Volk's, Max... I've seen Max rocked and dropped by guys before, and in ten rounds, Volk couldn't hurt him once. Now see, here, now here's my thing: like, like kick, I, get away. It's a smart game plan, no, no doubt. I, I don't disagree with you. I just think Volk is so goddamn good. I think he's great. He's great at his, what he does. I think BJ Penn will come back and beat any but one of them. Shut the knocked out in fucking <laughs> bar fights. What's like all, 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 all he's good at? Just scrap. All he's good at is just jumping out of pools, out of the shallow end, and then just falling face well, down. I was actually talking to someone about BJ Penn today. Nobody. Did you guys I, I hear the story about him in the wave pool? Dude, yes. that is the scariest fucking shit. Dude. Of all time, I uh, I heard about this because Andrew Schultz was on uh, Rogan's podcast. He was talking about surfing, how yeah. he almost fucking drowned, and a wave pool. It's meant to be safe, and the fucking guy got sucked into the engine room in a wave and pool. He said that he sounds had a fucking, terrible. Like 
take a breath and then go under and then you get rattled around. Come up when the when the wave. Yeah, and do down. it again. That sounds horrifying. Did that about 16 times before the, they shut it off and then got him so, out of there. So the 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 way you get out of that is that like you don't bring you don't bring your shit down to you. Like you don't bend the fuck yeah, down. Yeah. You bring that shit up to you. I mean, like, and you got to be you gotta careful. You got to bring your legs up and you got to cut that shit because if you try to bend, yeah, all right, you're already dead. Don't you ever in, like, in a pool. Don't ever put your butthole and the jets on the bottom because it, it could rip your insides out and it doesn't feel that great. That explains a lot. <laughs> um, but going back to BJ Penn, it's it's so easy and I love doing it too, making fun of him now. But I, it, it, it gets lost on how good he was. Like there's a reason the why one, it's called the project. The one fifty five, the best run BJ Penn ever had was when he won the belt from Joe Stevenson. Cho- beat the fuck out of him, bleeding everywhere, and then BJ's licking the blood off his gloves, knocks out Sean Shirk, beats Kenny Florian, devours Diego Sanchez. It, that version of BJ Penn, for my money, is still the most talented 155er, even more than Khabib, to ever exist. Yeah. Because he'll beat you on the ground, you couldn't outbox him, you couldn't rock him. I, just have, so, I feel so bad for his record like after the he's 16 and, no, it, no, He's 16 and 14. No, it's just, yeah, no, it's just somebody didn't know how to stop, because, and I don't disagree with you, because listen... But he won a lot of jiu-jitsu tournaments. He was right. a great... He got a black belt in no, two and a half years! That's ridiculous, <laughs> by the way. That's fucking ridiculous. Uh, he, but like, so, no, my thing is... With, with, with your comparison to Habib, my big thing, and I completely agree with you, is because BJ is all-around great. Habib undoubtedly is the great, in my opinion, is the greatest, like, is like, like on Top the control guy that I've ever is, seen. Is the, yeah. is, is the greatest on, on, never on seen the ground. Like, no. like, literally, hmm. he just... He, I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah. Khabib says that. Yeah. All right. Uh, are you talking about when you got punched in the face by Scruffface, by that fucking, <laughs> by that fucking liar? Uh, wait, so, um, Jeff, uh, Chris Kyle, um, what was I going to say? Well, he lied uh, about the two things. That so, B, BJ Penn is... It wasn't so much that he held on too long, because obviously he did with the record, but... At the end of his title run is when he he was training with these two brothers that were like cardio machines. They had him doing cardio. There's videos of it. In the ocean, in Hawaii, running on the fucking floor of the ocean with fucking boulders in his hands to do his cardio. And this guy wasn't gassing out. He went four hard rounds with one of the greatest cardio guys ever in Sean Shirk. Sean Shirk never gassed out and knocked him out. He was beating Kenny Florian cardio machine, Diego Sanchez cardio machine, taking him to deep waters. And everybody tried at the end of uh, BJ Penn's career to take him to the... And And he was fine. And then when the Frankie Edgar fight happened... It wasn't so much his cardio one is that, and I said this when he fought Frankie going into the first fight. It was like, Frankie will give him a hard fight because he's hard to take down and he moves in and out that he'll be hard to hit clean. Now, the first fight, if you rewatch it, you could very easily score it for BJ Penn. But BJ Penn was so convinced that he got robbed that he did not train for the rematch and Frankie dominated him. Then they fought a third time and Frankie finished him. Yeah, so and that was fucked up for Frankie too because he should have been going for title shots. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's just not yeah. one of those things where like you had an amazing fighter who just had a bad break and then he had a bad It's a shame that his Record looks like he that. He cocaine a lot too. So cocaine, allegedly, and I he mean, has so did John Jones. What kind of fucking excuse is that? <laughs> no. I mean, it's an excuse to hit a pregnant woman with your car and run from the scene of the crime. I guess. Yeah, but like you know, cocaine does. Cocaine's you. a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> you set me up. All right, let's wrap this some bitch up. Um, oh, who are you picking, Volker or Ortega? I'm taking Volk. Ortega. I'm, I'm I'm taking Ortega. Okay, that means that Volk is gonna fucking win. We now you need to pick uh, against me. I only picked one fight <laughs> no, the whole time. No, actually, picking picking the same as me means you're gonna win. I'm not even betting you Taking this Taking the Texans. 
He's taking the Texans. <laughs> well, I have the pickle candy. No, no. We're going to save that for another Yo, time. Like, like, real talk. Who thought the Broncos would be 2-0 right now? What? Yeah. Oh, with their sc- I, like pick, the I picked Jets, them. Though. I picked them 2-0. How about the Jets, though? No, but they, no, they, they might like be the 3-0. Jets. I picked well, them both weeks. Well, yeah, I did, too. No, no, no I'm just saying. I, I didn't see that. Yo, yeah. Ted, yo, Teddy Two Gloves, prove me wrong, That's dog. Why I love Teddy. That's why I took the Texans, because I got confused I told you, Teddy's better than Drew. You did. It's fine. I'll take the L. Be happy about it. I'll take the L. Guys, Taylor. I'll see you in Dallas, Ted. Thanks for coming back. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks for allowing me to come back after I asked you if I can come back. Bye.